Welcome everyone to episode 244 of the Thumbs Up Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Corey. For this week's episode, we're going to be doing Stardew Valley Part 2. Um, Corey suggested it, and uh, I thought it was a good idea, because in a lot of cases, we only kind of do first impression type of stuff with our games that we play, and then uh, during our weeks, we'll talk a little bit more about it, but for this week, we'll talk, not necessarily end game, but me and Corey are both very deep into Stardew Valley. Uh, I have almost 60 hours played, and I know Corey's probably similar. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, this will be more uh, more deep stuff that we're going to be talking about. Um, maybe we could do something like this a little more often, too, you know? Yeah. A- as an episode idea. Uh, get into the nitty-gritty as opposed to first impressions type of stuff like we usually do. So uh, that's our main topic. Anyone have anything you want to tease for later on in the episode? I do. I do. All right, let's hear it. I played The Flame and the Flood. The Flame and the Flood. It's a roguelike survival game. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've heard the like name. That. I don't know anything about it, but I know, I'm know yeah. i aware of the name. Well, if I had to peg one other person who the, would like it, Dan, it would be you. It would be me. Okay. Yes. Cool. I'll be interested to talk about it then. Will, anything you want to tease? Uh, no. Honestly, the only thing that I've been playing has been Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, and Clash Royale. I'll yeah. talk about that. Even I think we're doing an episode on that next week, Yeah, right? we'll, we'll do an episode. It'll be our first ever, ever uh, mobile game episode that we do for next week when when eric's back because he's been playing it too so so i will talk about this game but use one sentence and then that'll be it okay oh i gotcha so <laughs> pretty much all it takes for that game right it's one sentence i can't no, wait till we, we do our we can get into it, it. I, I i've got some some thoughts on it too um <laughs> it'll, it'll be fun to talk about next week um yep. So yeah, let's get into our our main. Oh, we'll probably talk about the division a little bit later too. I think we all have played a little bit uh, of the division, yeah. yep. so we'll yeah. talk about that during what we played also. Uh, all right, let's get right into Stardew Valley. Uh, Corey, as I said, I'm about I think 59 hours. I read on my Steam thing. I am about halfway through fall of my second year. Okay. So yeah, I'm towards the end of summer of my second year. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm in fall of my first year. So. Okay. Nice. Um, so we we didn't. I didn't talk about winter at all last week. Let's uh, or when we did it, did the main episode two weeks ago. Let's uh, let's talk about winter. Um, <clears throat> winter obviously a season where you can't necessarily grow a lot of things. There's things you can still grow. Mm-hmm. There's like winter winter mix seeds that you can grow. But uh, by and large, that's the time when you when you do your your mining and your uh, combat stuff and and I did a lot of my like logging and stuff during during winter of the first year too. I don't know if you kind of had the same experience, Corey. Relationship, relationships, building. I know you don't care about that, but I, some of I, us do. I do. I, I mean, I want I want to experience everything the game has to offer, and relationships are one of those things. So. Yes, indeed. That's something one of I'm the gonna, biggest things, in my opinion. Yeah, that's one of the things I'm going to be working on now at this point. I'll talk about it later, but I've gotten myself to a point where uh, I have a very minimal workload to do every day before I uh, can do, you know, extraneous stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, during the winter, I, I spent the pretty much the entire winter whenever I could, uh, other than I had had uh, my my coop and and my my animal barn at that point. Um, I, I use the winter to like expand my fences. Like I have my fence encompassing both my, my barn and my, my chicken coop. Uh, and then, you know, so I can let the animals out into the same pen and have them eat the grass out there. 
Uh, but I did all that during the winter, and then I did all my logging. But I primarily did did the mining and the the dungeon crawling aspect of the game, which I, you know, it's not it's not excellent, but it, it's a nice distraction from uh, just the farming and stuff. It's a little more stressful, whereas the rest of the game is really uh, really pretty uh, relaxing, you know, for the most part. Yeah. Did That's, you ever die in the mines? I died once in the mines, and it, it but sucks. It wasn't in the the main mine. It was in the skull mine in the desert. Okay, I haven't even been there yet. You haven't been to the desert? Nope. Oh, okay. I haven't invested in the vault part of the community center uh, yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, let's talk about the community center, because I don't know that we talked that much about it last week either. I yeah, barely we did. did oh, we didn't? No, not at all. Okay, but yeah. Uh, one of the one of the kind of the side things you do to revitalize Pelican Town is you have a community center that you need to upgrade, and by doing that, you have to complete, like, bundles. So you uh, gather different products, uh, various things, lots of different things, actually. And I never really, when we talked about it the, fir- the first week, I never really did any of that stuff. Uh, and I wish I had paid more attention to it when I first started the game. Uh, if you haven't played Stardew Valley yet, definitely at least be aware of some of the stuff that needs to go in there. Because mm-hmm. a lot of it like, is stuff you can only get seasonally. Uh, so I had to wait till the next season. Like I, I only have two, two items left to complete the whole community center thing. Uh, and one of them I have to wait until winter to get. So it's a mm. it's a fish that I have to catch in the winter. So I have to at least wait until winter year two, or um, get it from the pig merchant. Yeah, the pig merchant, uh, the 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 um, traveling cool car, the traveling cart merchant sometimes has that stuff. Yeah, um, I bought a few fish from from her. Um, but yeah, what like uh, for example, there there's a the the crops one. So it'll have you you know taking a, a certain amount of crops. Uh, from each season, and then it has, like, uh, uh, quality crops, so it's all your gold star crops, your best crops, as one of the bundles. And once you complete those bundles, you unlock a prize. Like, uh, when I when I did the whole crops bundle, I, I got the greenhouse, which is amazing. Have you done the green, gotten the greenhouse yet? Oh, Corey? yeah, yeah. What did, what did you plant in the greenhouse? Uh, strawberries. Okay. See, I did That's... blueberries. Okay, that's the the berries are the way to go. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. In terms of cash flow, and what's nice about the strawberries, and I think the blueberries are the same. They repropagate. You don't have to replant them. They just yep. keep going. Yeah, so they do. Yeah. I plowed out the the greenhouse, filled it. Well, sort of filled it with strawberries, uh, and then I have the seed maker out there. So I get a strawberry. I put the strawberry in the seed maker, so I can make more strawberry seeds, just so I can keep planting that out mm-hmm. and. They just keep growing and growing and growing. Yeah. But I made sure to use quality fertilizer on yep. the ground underneath it too, so I keep getting high quality strawberries, and uh-huh. it's a good, it's a good late game cash flow with the iridium sprinklers in there. Yep, that's exactly what I did. Exact yeah. same thing. I have four four like plots. the The middle strip, I don't have anything in there yet. I don't know if I'm going to plant anything in there because I would have to either hand water or build more sprinklers. Uh, but I, I did the blueberries, and I I, ha- I set them up so they're rotated so that I don't collect them all in one day. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one plot I collect on one day, and then two plots, and then the other plot I collect on the third day. So I think I have a day break in between when I can re- recollect the, the first plot again. Uh, but, yeah, that's a huge cash flow. And I think with the blueberries, each thing has two blueberries on it too, mm-hmm. uh, which is also nice. Um, and, yeah, the sprinkler takes care of the watering, so I don't even have to water it. Uh, so I've cut down, like, on my actual farming of crops. Um, this, this fall, I only have like eight different, uh, nine square, uh, plots that I need to take care of. Uh, and then my, my barn animals that I, that I need to take care of. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm raking in the cash from the blueberries. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's, uh, it's, uh, the goal is like you said, Dan, that you're pretty much a self-sustaining 
farm. Like the goal yep. is to reduce your workload to the point where you can do everything else. You can do everything else. Yep. And one thing I didn't think of it when we were talking about it originally, but uh, Eric and uh, one of our listeners complained about the amount of watering they had to do. Mm-hmm. And I think I never had that issue. And I think the reason why is I never outgrew my like watering capabilities. Yeah. Is I never I never planted more crops than I had time to water them almost like yep. I started off with very few crops. It was yeah. like four plots or something yeah. like that. You I know, did just enough so I was only watering till like ten AM at yep. the latest every day. I did the exact exact same thing as you could. Yeah, but... so we didn't run into that problem. And yeah. and I think that's the best way to do it because you you're not annoyed by watering the crops. And there are other ways to generate cash flow which is a lot foraging. of times more fun than just watering and harvesting. Yeah, foraging and fishing, definitely. Right. And even now, my plantings only go from the entrance of my house uh, down to that first little... Little pond. Pond. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. That's... Wow, I have even less than that. It's like maybe, I think, hundred and maybe 120... Spots. Squares yeah. planted. Uh, it's really not much. And I have the gold watering can, so yep. I just do the... does the three by three. Yeah, it takes like a minute. Yeah, that's that's how I that's how I roll too, yep. uh, and then I have underneath underneath that pond over there. That's where I have my orchard. I have the seasonal orchards I put right under there, and then to the left because I have like I said, I've got the the eight plots right underneath there. I have my horse barn like up in the corner, uh, right next to the fence over there, and then my eight plots, and then my on the other side I have my my barns and my my fence with my my animals, mm-hmm. and then over all over way on the left hand side of the property I have my. Uh, my regular trees with the harvesters underneath them for my pine tar and, uh, or yeah, resin, uh, maple syrup and, and tar. How do you uh, get the tar? That's from, one's from an oak, one's from a uh, maple and the other's from, uh, oh, maple is the syrup. Oh, it uh, just depends pi- on what tree. You yeah. It's tap a in. pine tree and oak tree are the other ones other than maple. Oh, my God. Cause there's items like I haven't even seen, uh, especially in the community center that I haven't seen yet that I need to to submit yeah and one of them isn't like pine tar resin one of them yeah that's for yeah that's for one of the bulletin board bundles i think for the chef's bundle no not the chef's bundle it's one of the bulletin board ones or no is it it's the foraging one okay the the quality foraging one the good thing about some of those is you don't need to get all the items that are on there right someone will list like 10 items and you only have to collect six which was nice because like you some of them i just never came across yeah. Um I, I'm to the point now where I've done all the community center stuff except I have to finish um like I said, the the fishing one of the fishing ones, uh I think it's the freshwater fish. I have to catch a sturgeon. Yeah, I still can, don't have a sturgeon. Yeah, it's you, you catch it in winter and spring, I think. I had to look it up because I I don't think it's I got spring impatient. because I winter. looked it up in spring and it okay. wasn't available to me at that point. Maybe it's just winter could be um that's the only fish i have to catch and then i have to find a purple mushroom which it's just i need to find time to get into the mines to do it um but i've spent a ton of time fishing lately uh and that's a lot fish. more fun than i initially thought it was once you get the the better equipment and stuff it makes it a little bit easier and it's a uh, it's a little bit more fun when you first start out yeah. and you're, you just suck at it it's not quite as fun but i was just about to say because i'm fishing right now and i'm so bad at it yeah you just got to keep <laughs> at it uh, like I think once you get to level three, you get the first rod upgrade, and then six I think is the next rod upgrade. 
Okay. Uh, did you catch any legendary fish, Dan? I haven't. I haven't had too much luck with it with that sort of thing. I got one, and I don't even have the best rod yet. I have. I still have the fiberglass one. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, yeah I just got the iridium rod. Yeah, that's uh, the, the next. You, it's the, expensive, isn't it? Like seven thousand or something like that. Yeah, that was that was that was nothing. I think I've got like one hundred and fifty thousand gold. So you have the fully upgraded house? Fully, I just, yeah, I, that's the last thing I did before I uh, quit today um, mm-hmm. was fully upgrade my house. My my barn and my coop are fully upgraded. Uh, I still have to do the slime hutch. I've got that. I don't <coughs> really see the see value the in that, though. Uh, what, what does it do exactly? It just creates more slimes okay you know what the thing with that is there's a uh, slime compactor that you put 100 slimes in and it turns into a slime egg it yeah. must just be a very valuable item i've never i've never made no, one. you take the slime egg and you put it in the slime incubator and it hatches a slime that you put that you keep it doesn't sell for a lot of money or no they just create more slimes oh i don't see I, I don't know i never tried to sell the slime egg but what you're supposed to do with that is put it into the slime incubator and you just raise your own slimes. Raise your own slimes. Is is slime even an item? Like an uh, in crafting, is that like a valuable item? I can't even. There's think a what few it's in. things that makes that that need slime. I think like, uh, is it the? It'd be the, good if you could use that for fertilizer. Yeah, it would make sense. Yeah, instead, instead of, of sap, instead uh, and the fish, or in addition to sap. Uh, yeah, and the fish. Like, I get a lot of money for my fish, so I don't like to use them for fertilizer. I usually just end up buying the fertilizer. Well, for uh, the laziness. quality fertilizer, uh, which requires fish and sap, mm-hmm. I just use. I have a bunch of crab pots that I planted out. Oh, and I think I've got eight of them. Okay, and I just go and f- take the fish out of them every day and use that. I never had much luck with the crab pots. I only ever got crap and trash. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I just must have been putting them in the wrong spot, but it's about seventy-five percent of the time I get a fish out of it. Nice. Sometimes it's junk, but you can also use the recycle machines and turn yep. that junk into something. Something, something. <laughs> might not be worthwhile, but which is cool. I, one of the things I like about it is you know everything has like some sort of purpose in it. You know, yep. it all kind of inter interconnects, and I I really like that about it. And uh, <coughs> I had a moment last week. We had a storm here with thunder, and. I just had, you know how when you play a game so much that it starts manifesting itself in the real world? I remember, yep. like, when EverQuest 2 came out, I'd be driving down the road, and I'd look out, and I'd see, like, critter dens, which were, like, harvesting nodes in mm-hmm. EverQuest 2. And I'd get that feeling in my brain, like, oh, I got to go get that. Yep. Uh, I had that when we had Thunder because I had just set up three uh, lightning rods on my oh, farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I heard the thunder outside my apartment, I had that same neuron connecting in my brain that said oh you're gonna get a battery pack a battery pack yeah yeah <laughs> that's funny uh that's when you know it's a it's a good game that you play it enough that, that sort of stuff can happen absolutely what about you will what are your thoughts i still really love stardew valley um yeah i just I don't really know what to say. Just so much about it. I've loved playing. It's something that like I play and I'm happy every second I'm playing it and I just get lost in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a good thing to have. Between this and Fire Emblem, like I've just been trying to balance my time with both of them. And uh, Stardew Valley has actually been winning over most of the time for me. So oh, yeah. that really says something over a game like Fire Emblem or 
like The Legend of Zelda, which is uh, Twilight Princess, which is my favorite Zelda game. So, yeah, Twilight Princess uh, remaster uh, HD. Yeah. HD. And I still haven't even like done half the stuff in this game. Like I haven't built any uh, uh, like a chicken coop or a barn yet because I forgot when they explained that I hadn't played in like a week or two after I <coughs> I, uh, I learned that. So I just got to that now and. So, like, I'm upgrading my house and whatnot, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, If you want a tip, Will. Yes. Okay. Uh, Don't go and build the coop right away. The first thing you should build is a silo. Okay. Uh, They're relatively inexpensive, too, for materials and cost, but. Okay. That way, because when you harvest the grass on your thing, it turns into hay. Uh-huh. Um, that way it goes right into the silo, and then you can take it out of the feeder and put it put it to feed your animals with. Okay. Uh, that way so you don't have to. First. Yeah, that way you don't have to carry it around with you. It it stores automatically. Okay. Makes it a lot more convenient. I actually just added a second silo to my property because I I didn't know if I would have enough. Uh, one silo would have enough space to feed all my animals all winter. Does uh, it? I don't know. Is I, there a limit for silos? Yeah. I just built the second one. Now I can have hold 480 hay in it. Oh, so they only hold a certain amount. Yeah, it only holds 240 yeah. units of hay. And I've got four cows, a sheep, a pig, a goat, four chickens, six chickens, two ducks, and a rabbit. Yeah. Yeah, I've, my coop is all filled up, and then I have three cows, or two cows and a goat okay yeah i've got the uh the deluxe i've got to finish filling it with animals because it's still the same amount of animals uh you can hold up to 12 in each once you upgrade them all the way and it's got an automatic feeder which is amazing i don't even have to feed them i just go in there and uh you know gather their their, harvest their resources and let them out for the day uh, do you close the the hutch at night yeah that way they're Does all. Does it make a difference? The, the only the only thing is is that way they're all inside still when you when you like go in there to get the eggs. Um, otherwise they're out and running around and they're harder because you if you click on them they get a heart. Yeah. So I like to do that before I let them out so they're all in one mm. space and I can know which ones I got and which ones I didn't. Well, I had read that if you leave the hutch open at night, it hurts them. But I don't. I don't. I didn't experience that in the game at all. That um, I noticed. Maybe it does. Yeah, I, I've never noticed that either. Because occasionally I will forget to close it at night after everyone goes in, and mm-hmm. they'll just be out like in the field in the morning running around. Yeah. I've never noticed it affect the resources that I get from them. No, it seems um, to be the same. Maybe in the, the winter. Only... Yeah, that could be. If you, the, if you leave it you open, have to have the heaters in the in the barns. Yep. But uh, the only thing, the only time I close the hutch is if I know it's going to rain the next day. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I don't know if that makes a difference. They actually don't go out. Okay, when it rains. so probably doesn't. That doesn't even matter. It might. It might. Uh, they might not like it. You know, if, if it's raining and the the doors open. I read a funny joke on on Reddit today. Speaking of which, the title of the post was the most unrealistic part of the game, <laughs> and the answer was. The weather channel's right every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I meant to write down the user that submitted that, but I forgot. Yeah, that's part of my daily routine. You know, when I first wake up in the morning. If I had any harvesters that I that you're, uh, I have all my all my uh, my mayonnaise making machine and my cheese making machine and my my kegs for my my booze and my uh, jelly makers. Yeah, all, all right in my house, right there. Um, yep. I have three of each. 
Uh, if an I had it waiting to happen. Oh yeah. <laughs> it would, it would definitely explode if that was real life. Uh, but you know, I check those and then I, I check the weather. So I know next day if I have time to go into the mines or do logging or fishing or whatever before I head out and, and take care of my crops. But I'm actually starting to get, get to the point too, where I want to make things look nice. Yeah. So I, I made, I had a little time. I made myself a nice paver walkway, uh, leading to the property and the front porch and then the, the bin where you put your, put your crops. And then I, I let it into my, my animal pen. And then I have a couple exits in my animal pen to go like up in the North path and then off to the greenhouse. And then one on the bottom, I did paths for all those. Um, I actually want to start getting in. Yeah. I actually start wanting to get in, getting into decorating the house before too long. Cause I've done nothing with that. And if I get a decoration from the house, I just plunk it down anywhere. As long as it's out of the way of my harvesters. How much bigger is the biggest house as opposed to the second? It just adds on, like there's another hallway off the back of the house. And then it like wraps around into like a bed. There's like a living room there and then a bedroom. Mm-hmm. So, it doesn't make it significantly bigger from yeah. the the first upgrade. Yeah, I don't remember uh, the 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 first house is actually pretty small, right? Oh yeah, it's just a room, isn't it? Yeah, it is. yeah, a little room. So and it's mine was chock full of treasure chests full of random junk because I always that's another tip, Will, is try and save uh, at least one of everything. Yep, that's that's actually what I've been doing. Yeah, yeah. You, you never know what what sort of use you're going to get out of that item. Or it's a lot of quests. So, like someone will be like, "Hey, I need this for whatever reason." And if you yep. just have it with you, it's a nice thing. Especially yeah. if part of the quest reward is makes that person happy. Yeah, because that and it's like a free, relationship. Yeah, it's like a free uh, opportunity to give a gift. Okay. Essentially, I got the one to find the the mayor shorts. Did you get that yep. one? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I have that. I I can see where they are. Uh huh. Um, but I I. The person you're supposed to interact with, I haven't had. Uh, she much. likes diamonds. Okay, good to know. Because I have, I have that gem maker thing. Oh and, yeah. And I put a diamond in there, so every like three days or whatever, I get another diamond. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, she loves diamonds. Okay, that's good to know. It's that, and there's a few other things I can't remember off the top of my head. But I've got like I have a a chest dedicated to gifts. Oh. Because I know like. Maru loves pumpkins. Okay. Or is she cabbage? Yeah, she's cabbage. Abigail, Abigail loves likes pumpkins. pumpkins. Yep. You know, it's just nice to have all those things. And then once you get the seed maker, you can make them off season in the greenhouse yep. and all that stuff. It's, Which is nice. Yeah, I would like to see added to the game, though, more like quality of life things in later patches. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. Did you read his AMA he did on Reddit, Dan? Yeah, I read mo- uh, most of it. Yeah. yeah, I actually wrote down some of the stuff he wants to add and is probably going to add to the game. Um, the ability to move coops and barns, that would be nice. That would be amazing. Because yeah. I didn't like where I had put mine uh, after. I kind of had to, um, you know, work with what I work, work with where I put my coop. Yeah, you know? well, it's frustrating. I think I talked about this last time, but it's frustrating, too, when you go to build it. Uh, you may have to make sure... There's a spot clear for it. Yep. Otherwise, you got to go all the way back to your farm, clear out uh, a space, and then and then do it, which is really annoying. Even if an animal is walking, wandering around where you want to put it, like you just have to yeah. either wait or try again another day. You know. Yep, that's obnoxious. 
Uh, also wants to add new marriage candidates and mentioned letting the community pick who that would be. I assume Linus would yeah. be the number one. A lot of people really like Linus. Yeah, I like Linus. Like that's the, one of the biggest things about the game are the other character yeah. development stuff. Yeah. It's like really deep. You can tell it's uh, from one person's one auteur, I should say. Yeah. Uh, new crops. He specifically cited coffee, mm-hmm. coffee grounds, coffee beans. which would be nice. So you can make make your own coffee, which is important. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know if you knew knew that, but coffee gives you a speed boost. I didn't know that. Now. Oh, yeah. I didn't know one. that. Yeah. You have to buy it, right? At the. Yeah, I think the only place you can get it <coughs> is from, from Gus. The saloon. In the saloon. I just found uh, out recently you can buy recipes from him too. Oh, I really? never, I never really went that. in there. I think, I think that's where I got recipes. Maybe it was someone else. Uh, more end game content. You mentioned buildings. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Again, like more quality of life things. Like maybe like a, like a bank or not a bank, but like a building for storage, a, a storage shed or something that makes your inventory management a little bit easier. Maybe it's just something where you can see uh, what you have in all of your chests across your whole property yeah you know something like that yep. i just think that would make things uh right. easier uh more character cutscenes, the character development cutscenes. steam workshop which he said was very likely and might be the next thing that he works on so yeah. that's probably right around the corner the uh, game being available on other platforms but he was skeptical that it would come to mobile okay. i don't know never say never i guess but I think th- I could see this on mobile. I think the 3DS would be perfect for this game, or the or Vita. Yeah. Um, it's a perfect game for that. You know. You mean the Nintendo NX? And then NX, yeah, that too. Apparently, we'll talk about that when we yeah. <laughs> when we get there. And somebody asked him about uh, what he has planned next for games, and he says he already has the next two games he's going to make kind of planned out in his head. And he did say they would be 2D sprites. Uh, possibly existing in the same universe as as Stardew Valley. Oh, cool! What about you, Dan? Anything you want specifically added? I think more animals, different animals would be cool. Yeah, maybe some ex- like exotic, more exotic farm animals. That would be yeah. kind of cool. Even like zoo animals, like a elephant or something. <laughs> yeah. No, I like all the weird like mysteries sort of stuff like maybe a few a few more mysteries to solve um well get this he said there's still mysteries that secrets that people haven't uncovered i'm sure some of them can't even be found through data mining really i like that yeah and i I think that that. i think the way the question was phrased i actually read a couple of his interviews too recent interviews and the way the question was phrased was something along the lines of um are there any secrets you think people will never find and he said probably nice but you never know <laughs> yeah uh one thing i always notice well not always notice um but it, it draws my attention whenever it happens is at night when you're out wandering around the owl yeah. or whatever that flies by yeah. i feel like that's got to mean something unless it, I, it might just be a small detail that he that he put in the game i've chased it have you yeah i never never just never did that gets to a point where you can't follow it anymore but huh um yeah, so that's that's all good. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, as I said, I'm about 60 hours in with uh, no sign of slowing down. I'm trying to figure out how you quote-unquote beat the game. I wonder if it, it's the community center thing. Um, that, that'll be an interesting process to figure out how you beat the game and get the end credits. There's also, I don't know if you ran into the little 
uh, I don't know if it's like a what's the word I'm looking for the tomb the your grandfather's tomb yeah on the farm all the way on the left yep he says at the end of your second year or something he'll come see you oh yeah yeah, yeah I couldn't I remember the message about. from that because I read that like when I first got to the, got over to that corner after I'd cleared my fields yeah I wonder if that's maybe the end game just make it to know. two years I guess I don't know uh did you find Dan the vault in the tunnel? A vault in the tunnel. I haven't been. You mean in the sewers? No, it's in the tunnel. Like if you're gonna get on the bus, that tunnel to the left. I've been in there, but like I, no, I guess I haven't been in there. I've I, been in the tunnel, but I, I feel like you can only walk a little bit, and then you. Run yeah, into there's the up on against the wall, which you can't really see because it's dark in there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I have a light stone on my character though. Oh. Uh, up on the wall, there's a vault that you need a battery pack to open. And then it leads you on a scavenger hunt from there, oh. which I'm in the middle of currently. I'm going to have to do that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And I haven't, I'm sure people have discovered that already. I'm not saying I've discovered it, but I haven't seen very many people talk about it. I don't know what the conclusion of that is. Yeah. Uh, but it's pretty interesting. I just got a uh, random rusty key from all the donations I made to the museum that I have to figure out what that's for. What is it? It's a rusty key. That the the guy at the museum gave me for all the oh. contributions I've made. It opens the sewer. That's what I thought, but I haven't, I haven't oh, yeah. been over there yet. Oh, you haven't been in the sewer? No, Man. I just I just got the key like earlier today. <laughs> That's where I got my legendary fish. Oh. in the sewer. Why did I just get it now? Oh, I bet you it's because I I finally collected all four uh, dwarf scrolls. No, because I don't even have all four yet. You can talk to the dwarf now. I don't know if you knew that. No, I haven't been down that way. You haven't talked to the dwarf? No. In the mines? Which mines? The mi- the, I haven't the seen... The mines mines. No. <laughs> where is the dwarf? <laughs> That's funny. Is it? Is he where that, that stone on the right-hand side is? Yeah. Do you have to blow that up or something? You just chip it away with your pickaxe. I didn't know you could do that. What rank is your pickaxe? Gold. Yeah, you can get through. Oh. I think you just have to upgrade it once to get through. Dang it. I thought that was like a unlocker that you had to blow it up with bombs, and I just never never got around to it. I'll have to do that. Yeah. Huh. See, I've played for 60 hours, and I've still not done a lot of things. Yeah, well, they, like you were talking about things I haven't done, too, so I don't know. It's it's great. What about, did you, I forget which character it was, but talks about the war going on. I think it might be Kent? Sam. Well, Kent is a prisoner. It was a former POW. Okay. And Sam, I think it's Sam, uh, mentions that the nation you live in, which is like the Ferngill Republic or something like that, is at war with the Gotoro Empire, oh. which is located across the Gem Sea south of Stardew Valley. It's just such a random thing. I wonder if that it's... ties into his other games that he's making. That's what I'm wondering. If he's making, maybe he's making like an Advance Wars type game that's Ferngill Republic versus, what's the other one called? Uh, the G- Gotoro. Gotoro Empire. That's Gotoro, I don't know how to pronounce it. That's cool. I, I never picked up on that. That's awesome. And apparently the pig merchant, the pig merchant's traveling cart is all smuggled goods from the Gotoro Empire. Really? Yeah. 
Jesus. And that's, yeah, Kent, who comes at the beginning of your second year, yep. is uh, was a POW. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of issues, it seems. Yeah. And people were speculating on the forums, like, <laughs> he really dislikes certain things, and they wonder if that has something to do with, I don't know, his his time as a prisoner. What what a what a great uh, attention to detail Stardew yeah. Valley has. It's, it's just, unbelievable, really. It's just a little thing. Like you can just you can see the like the one person, yeah, creativity behind it. You know, yep. I could like imagine just laying in bed at night thinking of that stuff and just thinking that would be a cool little thing to add. But yeah. I'm sure he has it way more fleshed out in his head. People have asked him questions about it on Twitter. Yeah, uh, some of which he's answered. Yeah. Um, but then the wizard mentions the elemental wars. Mm-hmm. I never the, the war between the dwarves and the uh, shadow people. What? Yeah, that's nuts. Okay, I I guess I I'm probably missing out on a lot of this stuff because I don't really talk to that many people. Yeah, so that's probably why I'm not getting all, all that information. That's really neat. Yep. And then there's the Yoba religion, which Pierre has that shrine in his. Yep in his room i did notice that you'll see some people go there on sundays yeah it's just i don't know i I find that all very fascinating yeah and it makes me wonder like how that plays into like the themes of stardew valley yep you know like what is what is he the author of the game trying to say with that stuff maybe it is just a fun little aside but maybe it plays into the whole like corporate drone leaving that lifestyle to go work on a farm, but oblivious to all these other things that are going on outside the world. I don't know. Good stuff. Makes you wonder. Okay. Any other thoughts? I don't know if you looked at any of the mods. Uh, I'm just uh, very, very vaguely aware of some of them. Yeah. There was that one where the... (laughs) The person made Maru white. Yeah, I heard about that. Because he wanted to be more attracted to her. It's weird. And they asked the developer how he felt about that, and he's like, I don't know, like, people can do whatever they want, but I I would like for people to uh, see these characters as who they are, yeah. you know? And that's because people, uh, two of the biggest mods are anime character portraits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People aren't, I guess, want more anime in their games. Some of them are not safe for work. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm all about modding, but at the same rate, like, I totally understand um, Concerned Apes. Yeah, how he feels weird about about that. Yeah, that was, he kept saying that over and over again. He's like, it just feels weird to me. Yeah, because he he wrote those, yeah, I was going to say, he wrote those characters. He's probably got very personal connections to those characters, so it's probably weird for him to see that weird for me to see it and i just you know know the characters from the playing the game perspective you know yep i don't know it's a great game a lot going on yeah dan and i put 60 hours in it and uh still not slowing down i will say i i i do have to say once i started looking up uh what gifts to give people i got bored a lot easier Mm -hmm. in the game like doing that over and over again like Googling, you know, so-and-so, and then finding the items that they like and then delivering it to them and just doing that day after day after day got very, very boring. Yeah. I can see I that. But I haven't really looked up too much. I looked up the, some of the fishing stuff yep. just so I knew when That's to get what I did too. Well, 
where because I got tired of all the guesswork. I looked up the fishing stuff and I looked up the uh, some of the relationship stuff too. But that's it. Oh. Everything else I've experienced fresh for my own. Yeah, I guess it would be nice. I know the there's a guidebook for the fishing in the game. I don't know if it lists every fish. Okay. Do you have to you have to like dig it up out of the ground like the yeah, other? Yeah, it's books one of the ones find. you dig up. Okay. Yeah. Um, apparently, you you can learn a lot about the game from those. I I guess I never really read them. I, I never should. knew about I never knew about hoeing the worms in the ground until winter, really. Yeah. I didn't even realize that that was a thing. Well, apparently there's a little controversy on whether or not they're worms or if they're just like sticks sticking up out of the ground. I thought they were worms too because they were moving. Yeah. Um, but someone asked him, "Are they worms or are they sticks?" and he said, "Yes." <laughs> so, it's one of those two. That that plays into the bigger story. Maybe. I don't know. You never know. Yeah, and uh, you were saying, though, about the relationship, like what gifts to give people. It would be nice if that stuff was made more apparent in the game. Yeah, like maybe the Somehow. character had a conversation about something they really liked, so you could... Yeah, you or know, even where they up. live, you know, indicators. Yeah, like Linus, you know, being living in a tent, you know, maybe he likes firewood, you know, yeah. as a gift. I don't or know any, if he does any or not. any kind of food, you know, because he's always, you, he's you always have hungry. that bit with him where he's rummaging through the trash. Yep. Yeah. What did what did you do for that? What? That part. Oh, what did or I did say? Or do we not want to talk about it? That's I can't remember what I said. I, I don't think I made him happy with what I said. I didn't okay. say like, oh, that's totally fine. I yeah. said something else. I said something like, I don't care if you do that, but you maybe you shouldn't or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that was my answer. That's because that's what I said. Which I'm not sure was the answer they were looking for. But that's okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Good stuff. I'm hoping to find more of that sort of stuff with with other characters um, as I as I start to build my relationships. Like I said, now that my workload is very minimal, I'll be doing more of that stuff, and I need to finish doing the skull mine in the desert. <coughs> I still got to get out there. Yeah, it's expensive. I mean, all that. I think the top for the community center vault is like twenty five thousand. Yeah, but like That's... I'll make that on a good blueberry day. Yeah, that's the that's the last one. I, I did the other ones. I just got to hit that last one. How much how much of the other community center stuff do you have to do? Just the fish. Fish, yeah. That's, that's the it. time consuming one. That's the one I wish I had known about or yeah. paid paid closer attention to uh, yep. when I started the game. I need the tilapia, the red snapper, and the sturgeon, and then that last vault one, and then I've got them. All. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So you're you're pretty close to having that completed too. Yeah. I'm excited to see what happens. You know, one thing I would like would like to do maybe on a second playthrough. Uh, apparently, like you can, I guess, quote unquote, side with Joja Corporation. Yeah. Uh, and you you give them money, and they'll build a warehouse where the the um, community center was. I guess. I guess they knock it down. Uh, but they have a bunch of like community uh, re- revitalization projects that you can do. So mm-hmm. I'd like to see how that how the game plays out differently if you if you take that side of things. I just, for me, like, for role-playing sake, like, your your character wanted to flee the rat race corporate life, so why would you, you know, support that? So. You should, it's funny, on the community forums, people trying to stand up for Georgia Corp, somebody <laughs> had a very lengthy post citing certain examples and stuff of how Georgia, Georgia Corp isn't all bad. Yeah. Uh, and one of the examples was, you know, how Shane is kind of a weirdo. Yeah. He's the the employee there no, no one else would have hired him probably right right they employ him yeah 
So Shane's kind of a dick. <laughs> no, but I'm beer at the saloon at night. He yeah, loves it. He says, "Why are you talking to me?" When I try to be nice to him, so well, he's got issues, man. I don't care. Maybe he needs you, Will. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I now don't talk to him anymore. <laughs> uh, maybe you should make a mod that edits him out of the game. <laughs> if I had any skills at developing, I would. Replace Shane with Krobus. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> any other thoughts on Stardew Valley? Stardew no, Valley we'll part probably two. still be talking about it later on, but... Yep. It's, and spend some time and read his the guy's interviews. It's yeah. really interesting because he seems like a very normal, simple guy. Yeah. And he kind of he doesn't compare himself to Notch, but he cites Notch in Minecraft as like sort of the trajectory that's happened with him in Stardew Valley a little yeah. bit. Uh, I mean, I think they're two totally different people. I think Notch is, uh, I don't know, I'm this- not gonna levy any criticisms at at him but uh this guy seems like like an introvert too yep like and he says that he says you know i don't have too many friends i don't like to go out and do things very often which i wanted to that's me you know that's exactly me (laughs) well that's that's what i was so i can i I can totally like sympathize with that type of person because us introverts are often frowned upon yeah for various reasons but yeah and he's he just says, you know, like I, I graduated uh, with a computer science degree. Yeah. I knew I wanted to make video games and I just did this as practice for coding. Uh, and then it just I just kept make wanting to make it bigger and bigger and bigger. And next thing you know, I have uh, a fully fledged video game that has sold at least half a million copies on Great. Steam already. Great. So well deserved. Yeah. Well deserved. And you know it's it's the game that that uh, on Reddit people were buying buying copies for people who pirated the game, which is also awesome. Yep, because they like well, it so much. The people's pirated uh, saves carried over to the actual game too. Oh really? Yeah, that's cool. I did a I did a rare thing instead of playing your guys' copy. I bought my own. I actually bought it. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's the first game I bought this year. Mm-hmm. Rather than using someone else's, yeah, or having one gifted to you, huh, for your yeah. birthday? Yeah, for my B day. Now, Corey and I said yes, but Dan, could you see this being in your top five for game of the year? Easily, easily, no, easily. Very good. Yeah. Um, sorry, it, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> it may well like it's probably been my favorite game this year. Oh yeah. So definitely. to this point, one you know, almost a third through the year, it's probably my favorite game. So first quarter of the year, game of the year. Which, I would say. As I said, like Fire Emblem came out this year and I love that game, so saying that this is the fair game that I've played this yeah. year is a lot. Yeah, same here. I mean I've I've I'm even like maybe halfway through the the second storyline in Fire Emblem. Uh like I said, I love it, but uh, there's something about Stardew Valley. I, I think part of it too is the, the low stress. You know, yeah. it's very, oh, yeah. it's a very relaxing game to play. Um, it's like so. it's like drinking an iced tea, like a nice iced tea on a hot day, versus like drinking a cold beer. Yeah, because you know the beer gets your, you gets you, you get your highs out of it, but then you also get your lows. Mm-hmm. You know, like it takes something out of you. Stardew Valley is just a nice level. Yeah, iced tea. You it's know, refreshing. Yeah, yeah. smooth, peaceful. Uh, my last thought is I the 
path I would take for this game as the developer would be to work on a bunch of updates and release those content updates in tandem with the co-op yeah. implementation. Because that way, people have a reason to return to play with their friends, and they can play with their friends and experience a whole bunch of new content. Yeah. The uh, co-op, how many people can do a farm? Four, I think. Four. That's insane. Yeah. So we would each have our own separate farms? <laughs> no, no, you, you all, you work all work on the same, on the same farm. <laughs> That's even better. Yeah, he said so you can have one person working on the crops, one person doing the animals, one person fishing, and one one person in the mines. I actually I told my wife that we should get her a Steam account, have her buy a copy of Stardew Valley, so when the co-op comes out, we could play together because I think it's a game she would like. Mm-hmm. Was she into it? Yeah, she's she's seemed interested. <laughs> so. My uh, girlfriend caught me playing this, and she made fun of me. She's like, "Why are you playing that stupid game? Like that looks like it's a game for babies or something <laughs> like that." And then the next day, I was playing the division, and I'm like, "See, honey, is this better?" And she's like, "Yeah, that's better." <laughs> it's like. <laughs> What the hell? This is when I'm like shooting people and stealing and like doing awful things, and then Stardew Valley, I'm just like a lonely farmer, yeah. you know. I... <laughs> uh, Valerie brings up a good point in the chat in mm-hmm. reference to our, you know, how much we like this game. Uh, what does it say about the state of video gaming? That we like an indie game that was fifteen dollars, way more than our sixty dollars games. Yeah, says a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean. I as I, I've certainly liked my full price AAA games, but I, I think the thing that Stardew Valley does is it's got a little bit of the nostalgia. And he, he I mean, he even talks about uh, the comparison to Harvest Moon. And he said the thing that was different about Harvest Moon is that it's very, uh, it's local. You know, you're mm-hmm. not you're not on like a world saving mission. You're just you're focused on your you know your own little area, which for. Someone like me, who, as I said, is a very, very much an introvert. I keep to myself very much. That's that's like it's literally, literally right up my alley, you know. Yeah. So interesting stuff. It'll yep. Be, it'll be a tough one to beat, I think, for me. It'll. I would say it'll probably be in my top five this year, if I had to guess. Let's just give it game of the year now and get game it of the out year. Of the way. Game of the year, twenty sixteen, Stardew Valley. I'd always try to think like if this, if a game came out in X year, would it have been my game of the year? I'm trying to think if this would have beaten any of your past game of the year. Life years? is strange from last year. Yeah, I think it probably would. Yeah, it might. But it does have to stand the test of time. You know, we we're a long way out from the end of the year. Yeah. Yes, we are. Okay. Any other mm-hmm. thoughts? No, I got nothing. I got nothing, too. So let's move on to Nibblevitch, shall we? Can we take a quick break? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, we'll take a quick break and be back with Nibblebits in our weeks. Just a minute. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 244 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in our Nibblebits segment. Uh, Corey, let's start with yeah. you. I got a lot. I got a lot of big ones, too. A lot of big deals this week in the news world. Nice. There is, actually. You're right. The Banner Saga 2 has a release date of April 19th, which is the same week as Dark Souls 3 and Salt and Sanctuary. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, there's that. Yeah. 
Uh, you can pre-order it now on Steam for 10% off the 1999 price tag, which is $2 off. So not a bad deal. No. I'm get, I'll am i be getting it. I really, I love the Banner Saga. Oh, you're going to get it? Okay. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Maybe not right at launch, but I'll definitely buy it. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm gonna. I'll be in Dark Souls. Yep. I'll be deep at Dark Souls. Yep, deep. Uh, it was reported early this week that Nintendo was ceasing production of the Wii U this year to make room for the NX. Nintendo has since come out and denied that, but to me, it kind of makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, it was originally reported in Nick Nikki. I'm not sure how I pronounced that, but Nikkei. that's the Japanese. Nikkei, which is that Japanese financial <laughs> paper, uh, and they've normally been pretty, pretty spot on with their Nintendo yep. predictions. They've got some good sources there. Um, the paper in the report recognized the difficulty of developing games for the Wii U. Uh, I don't know if it's so much difficult as it is just not what developers are doing for other things. You know, it's kind of like a, something they have to learn yep. uh, separately. But uh, Nintendo spokesperson told IT Media, another Japanese publication, this isn't an announcement from our company from the next quarter and thereafter as well. Production is scheduled to continue. Which to me is kind of vague. Yeah, I mean, it could end at the end of the year. I mean, it's going to continue for now, but by the end of the year, it could be done. Yeah, and based on what we've heard about the NX, it seems like... Is the NX, like, uh, backwards compatible? I mean, what's the point of having a Wii U? It better be backwards compatible. Yeah, I will be Nintendo's pissed off usually good not. about that. <coughs> didn't they say, like, I know the 3DS games that are coming out this year are supposed to also be on NX. I know that Dragon Quest game. Yeah. Um, if it's, you know, play your 3DS on your Wii U games on the NX. Hopefully. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, somebody else has a little bit about the NX leak, so we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, in a few. Star Ocean 5 is coming out this summer in the West. Our PS4 uh, JRPG, the subtitle for Star Ocean 5 is Integrity and Faithlessness. I have not played Star Ocean since the first Star Ocean. Yeah, I think I played a little bit of 1 and 2 on the PlayStation. Yep. The last Star Ocean game came out in 2009 so it's it's been a while i didn't realize it had been that long um but this is another good one for the jrpg crowd i kind of wish it was coming to pc to me it seems like that's where a lot of the jrpg action is that's where the money is um i'm not so sure i don't know what the ps4 does in terms of jrpg stuff but i know the that kind of stuff does really well on steam as long as it's a good port yep um so we'll see um, I just really like the setting yeah. of the Star Ocean universe. It's like outer space travel, but medieval. Still technology. kind of fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I like that. Yep. I also am hoping for a PC port of that eventually. Yeah. Even if nice. it comes in like next year, I'll, I'll probably buy it. Yeah. <coughs> Telltales The Walking Dead Season 3 is planned for release this year, finally. I remember thinking, though, at the end of the second one, I really don't know how they're going to tie all these different endings together. And that was my first thought. But in the article I read announcing the release date, they actually kind of got out ahead of that. Um, Telltale has said that this one will be unlike anything that they've done in the past. They're not 
I think the quote was dipping into their bag of tricks, you know, the illusion of choice and all that stuff and, and tying everything off with a, a neat bow to make it easier for them to start a new episode. Um, yeah, this is the telltale CEO told Mashable quote from role playing interactive storytelling point of view. It is not from the bag of tricks that we've ever shown anybody before. The way that we're dealing with and validating and retaining all those different playthroughs is really cool and unexpected and I think pretty innovative from the storytelling point of view. And I hope it is because uh, I remember my ending compared to all the different endings that you could have gotten at the end of season two was very different. Uh-huh. Very different. Do you remember, Will? My ending? Yeah, season two. Um. Yes, very vaguely. Yeah. I think I played that at the beginning of last year, so it's been like a really long time since I last yep. checked up on that. Yeah. I won't spoil it, but yeah. Things can be very different at the end of season two, depending on what you've what you've done along the way. Uh rumors that are mostly validated at this point, uh Sony is developing a more powerful PlayStation four. The uh, Digital Foundry independently verified that prototypes for the PlayStation 4 and a half do exist. Uh, their sources actually call it the PS4K, which I think is a refu- ref- uh, reference to its ability uh, to stream or play 4K media. And I don't know, did you read that Digital Foundry article I sent you, Dan? I glossed over it. I, I was a little bit familiar with what they had planned on doing with the the PlayStation 4.5 anyway. From the rumors that came out, like, was it earlier this week? Yeah, when it earlier was first rumored. Yeah, it was a lot of technical stuff. Um, I sort of, that's why I sent it to you, Dan, because I figured it would make a lot more sense to you than it did to me. Yeah. Um, Digital Foundry sort of speculated that it could be three different things. It could yep. be totally upgraded hardware, which if they did, you they're risking alienating a huge user base. Because all of a sudden, it's sort of like the new Nintendo 3DS, uh, which is a little bit different because only two games required it. Yeah. Uh, But if they did do a fully upgraded PS4, then all of a sudden, all these people who bought into the PlayStation ecosystem are kind of screwed over. Yeah. Um, It could also be just some upgraded or a mild upgrade with a focus on media. And I think that's probably, probably what, what it is gonna based be, on yeah. the name, the PS4K. Because um, it's not going to be, able, it's not going to play games in 4K. There's no right. Way. It's uh, unable to do that. You can't yeah. jam all the hardware needed to do that into a PlayStation form factor. Not just um, that, but the it would jack up the cost significantly. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's what I think it is. They also think it could might be just like a new PS4 Slim, like a smaller version of the PS4. And it talked, that Digital Foundry article talked at length about chip size and technical I love improvements since they, I love they, that they, they get, get into really that down stuff. to the nitty gritty. I love that. I've, I've always been a fan of uh, digital, digital Foundry's work. Yep. But yeah, I think, I think that's it. What I personally think it is, I think it's going to be a Ultra HD Blu-ray player. For video, yeah. That's it. It's in Sony's best interest. You know, Sony has uh, uh, makes movies, and yeah. they it's in their best interest to sell the 4K TVs that they sort of pioneered, and sell their 4K Blu-rays. And you know, now they have because I remember the PlayStation Three for the longest time was the cheapest Blu-ray, Blu-ray player, player you could yeah. get. 
And that was a selling point. And I think uh, we I don't think there are any Ultra HD Blu-ray players out. They're starting to come out now. I don't oh, know. They are. Yeah, the the media is not quite there yet, but I yeah. think you can buy a 4K Blu-ray player. Uh, most of it's like streaming, but you still have to have like a good internet connection, which most most Americans don't have a good enough internet connection for 4K. No, I can't imagine content. But yeah, that's what I that's what I personally think it's going to be is a Ultra HD Blu-ray player, uh, maybe a mild graphical improvements. Yeah, you know, it'll I mean still they play everything, but maybe some games that drop some frames here and there it just boosts those up to 60 frames per second you yeah. know just little they've done small, that in the past yeah. with with system upgrades and like you know as you get further in the generation like the the parts will get cheaper like they can put a little bit better of something in it uh and and still charge the same price yep so i i think you're right Corey. i think it's just going to be a, a media thing i was under the impression when i bought my ps4 that it already was capable of playing 4k video well that makes you a sucker yeah well I mean, it's gone now. I was whatever, but yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, I also wondered if maybe it had something to do with VR. Maybe, like maybe it's a better VR machine. Yeah, and that doesn't have to have the external thing plugged into it. It can just have the headset. Could be. Could be. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Speaking of Sony, excuse me, they announced the formation of a company that will focus on smartphone games called, uh, I guess I didn't write down the name, <coughs> uh, and I can't remember it off the top of my head, I guess it doesn't really matter, but according to The Verge, the this new company will be focusing on Japan and Asia, so I don't know how much we'll see uh, over here, but they did say they're going to produce fully-fledged games um that use sony's ip Mm -hmm. so cool i guess there's that Uh, i think this is smart yeah it's just uh, we don't want to beat a dead horse but we keep saying over and over again you know the way mobile is advancing it's like what's the really the point of handhelds anymore i mean you guys are controls in love with clash royale uh i beg you'll never need a 3ds again i beg to differ the, oh, the, the the whole difference between a mobile game and like a 3ds game is controls, touchscreen, yeah. and I'll talk about this in a second. But touchscreen controls will never equal buttons for me or yeah. a keyboard and mouse. No, never I'm with you. So that's the difference. Yep, you're right. Some games um, do a good job of taking advantage of the touchscreen, uh, and some port over really well. Like I, I've talked about, Final Fantasy Tactics being a very good. Uh, mobile port it works well with the touchscreen uh final fantasy 6 does not work well with the touchscreen i don't think because of the 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 uh like virtual pad on the screen like i just hate it so yeah but the fix for all that is just a really good a controller dock yeah yeah no i agree that's all it is um and we talked a couple weeks ago about the speculation that the Mobile devices will be on par with what the PS4 and Xbox One have to offer by next year. Yeah, late next year. Yeah, so. You know, I don't understand the whole appeal to using a controller for your mobile phone. So you can play core games on your phone instead of just mobile. Yeah, but, like, the point of me using it 
playing a mobile game is to play it when I'm like out somewhere. I'm not going to carry a controller. Well, at sure. Yeah, I think it, right. it'll still work for that. But at the same rate, like imagine if you had Fire Emblem on your iPhone. But you, I wouldn't. But if you had a, a controller dock and it was available on iPhone and it ran even better than on your 3DS. Yeah, you just keep it in your backpack or whatever and then pull it out like if you have an hour or whatever. You just play yeah. that on your phone instead of having yeah. a separate, a whole separate device. I don't know. I'm kind of with you, Will, but at the same time, like, I'm I'm looking at the way the way things are going. Uh, you know, if you don't have to have, and I, you know, I for the longest time I had like a separate MP3 player from my phone because I didn't like I don't like having everything on one device. But um, it it I think it's getting to the point where a phone is so everyone's got one, you know, and and it's just gonna be it's gonna be the device, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I get that, but I don't know. I just, for me, I would never in a million years buy a controller for my phone. But why not? Why not? I don't understand. I don't get that. Because, once again, when I'm playing a mobile game, it's because I'm out and about and I'm not going to carry around a controller with me to be like, oh, I have. You, you don't have to. You can, why, you can you leave, leave your controller at dock at home and still play your mobile games on the go. But when I'm home, I'm not gonna play anything on my phone. Like, what well, if it was Fire cool. Emblem? That's the yeah. That's what we're, I have court. a 3DS for that already. No, but I know, but we're talking in the those, future. Yeah, if those games are developed for iPhone and uh, for iOS and Android, well, why wouldn't for starters? You? Fire Emblem will never be on a phone. <sighs> you don't know that. <laughs> I Nintendo doesn't put anything on their phone. They're starting to. What, Tomo comes out at the end of this year. Yeah, Me Tomo, which is a <laughs> game, which is a game about <sighs> insulting people. Maybe basically. steps. Yeah, I mean, I really think that the whole reason Nintendo, I think they're kind of merging the handheld and console because I think they they realize that things are going to start going that way. Like, you don't need to have a 3ds when your phone is like leaps and bounds more powerful than the 3ds again it all comes down to controls like the the core gamers want uh, controls you know yeah um so yeah if you if nintendo builds like a good you know controller attachment for their phone and and puts the games on android and ios like there's really no reason because everyone already has you know most people have a, a decent phone it's not even uh it's also it's, mo- it's money it's it yeah. comes down to money and it's also user base. Yeah. I mean, look at... So, your Nintendo, you first have to sell people a 3DS and then sell them the game. Whereas, if something was available on Android, which everybody already has, or iOS, yep. um, you're, you, know, you don't need to convince somebody to buy a 3DS to play your games. And you have millions more people who already have the device that can play your game. So, Be- you make that money up tenfold. Between Android but and iOS, it's billions. Pay- huh? Between Android and iOS, it's billions of people that yeah, already have exactly. it. Yeah, but, like, when you get into that, who's going to, like, the average people out there, who's going to pick up, like, a $40 Fire Emblem? Probably not right. a lot of them, but still, not a, lot, not, a lot, not a huge percentage of billions is, like, millions, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, that you don't have to sell a completely separate device. Maybe, like I said, they'll make a controller attachment. Um, for for people that want controls, because I'm a person that wants controls. Touchscreen will never replace uh, buttons for me. So I don't know. I just sort of think like the only Nintendo games like Mario would do well on it, but I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I just don't. I'm not into the whole buying a controller for my mobile phone or whatever. I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I just think that's the way the things are gonna go. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, continue, Corey. Um, <laughs> a loophole on the Xbox One allowed North American users to download and play Dark Souls Three. I don't know if this has been fixed. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Because I saw Namco said for people to stop trying to play it. Yeah, because it's not optimized and there's no multiplayer yet. Oh, there's no multiplayer? Uh-huh. Not for not for us. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play it. Uh, what you have to do, so I guess since you can still do it, make an account, make a new account based in Japan, uh, purchase Xbox credit from the Microsoft Store in Yen, this is according to where did I get this from? Eurogamer, uh, or Silicon Air. Buy Dark Souls three using a Japanese address, any Japanese address, so long as it's real. Uh, set your Xbox region to where you live, and you could download the game and enjoy it. <laughs> there crazy. are even English subtitles in the Japanese version, so you can even play in your native language. Awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. How does that slip through the cracks? <laughs> no idea. I don't know. I think if I had an Xbox One, I might. Might try it? Yeah. Don't people, t- Because people are streaming it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's, that's where I was watching a lot of it. I watched uh, I watched Total Biscuit play it for a little while, but he got a early PC version copy of it for, for testing. Per, uh, you know. Well, why can't we get an testing. early... We don't do that sort of stuff. We buy all of yeah, our games. Corey. Yeah, but it'd be nice. <laughs> what if one just showed up on our doorstep? What do we do with it? Give it away. That's not a bad idea. That's all I have for nibble bits. Okay. I'll go next because one of my nibble bits kind of folds into what we were talking about earlier. Uh, so images of what seem to be the NX's controller have surf- surfaced. Uh, and they seem to match up with the Nintendo patents filed a while, a while back. We ca- We covered this maybe six months or a year ago. They show a smallish, flat, football-shaped controller with a screen on the front. Uh, It has a nub on each side, similar to the nub on the new 3DS XL, uh, to which I said no. Again, touchscreen controls will never replace actual buttons for me. I I hope that's not the only option for controller. I'm hoping because it's Nintendo, you can still use older controllers. Uh, but maybe it has, like, the, the nubs on either side and then buttons on the back. I would be okay with that, as long as there is actual buttons. We'll see, I guess. But it looks interesting. It doesn't look comfortable to hold. That's one thing. Those yeah. thumbsticks are just sticking out the front like that? Yeah, just little. they're just little nubs, like on the, the 3DS. Mm. I don't like it. But, oh no, I don't like the look of it. No, I don't like how it, I don't like the the how it's going to use most likely. But well, I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see if that's the actual controller and uh, implementation will be important for that too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It better have buttons on the back. Is all I have to say. That's what I'm Tr- thinking. Triggers. I think there's more to this than meets the immediate eye. Yeah. And we don't even know for sure what portion of the NX this is. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, people, people, I guess, assumed it was the controller because that's 
in, in the Nintendo patents that were filed a while ago, that's what the controller, quote-unquote, looked like. Uh, but it's funny, like, the you know, the Internet being the Internet, uh, someone went so far as to analyze the keyboard, and they figured out it was a Swedish keyboard on the laptop that's in the background because uh, one of the pictures you can see some of the keys on the laptop. They, they said it was Swedish, and they even, like, kind of tried to analyze, like, what which developer it would be. Some people thought it was massive, I guess. Sweden. Mm. That's just what I read. I thought that was interesting. That's the, 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 yeah, the right internet there. figuring out things. Hmm. So. So it's a controller with a screen on it. Yep. Huh. I don't know. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like it at all. I don't either. Let's start a petition to <laughs> have him shut it down. Cancel the NX. I don't like the controller. Cancel the NX. <laughs> we'll start a... What is it? Uh, change.org. Change.org, yeah. <laughs> Cancel the NX. We don't like the controller. But, you know, uh, hopefully with it being Nintendo, like I said, you can use your old stuff or... I don't know. I just... I need physical buttons. Touchscreen controls blow. Yeah, well, you got your thumbsticks. Yeah. There's got to be something on the back, you're right. That's what I, that's what I thought. There's probably triggers and maybe even like a couple buttons on the back which I would be okay with. We heard the rumor uh <coughs> last week that their their goal is to make it so uh or it's a really easy platform to develop for. Yep. And part so of that is for the third party and all that. Yeah. But we hear that every every cycle, but uh it sounds like this time it's it really is. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't, I have no idea. This is based on rumors I've read on the internet, so right. take it with a grain of salt. But if that's the case, and they want people to be able to play all the games that they're playing on their Xbox and their PlayStation, you'd think that the controller would be more, more normal, more normal, yeah, than what we see in this image. And that's why I kind of think there's more to this than oh, yeah. what we're seeing. It even looks like, if you look closely on the bottom, there's like a camera, maybe, like on the Wii U gamepad. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know that that was used for anything, really, on the Wii U. Wasn't it so you could, like, set it on the ground and it would look up at you or something? I don't know that anyone used any of that stuff. Like, I tinkered with it when we first got our Wii U, but other than that, we didn't. it never got used. So... So that's that. Uh, I guess my other rumor is, or my other nimble bit is Nintendo too. Uh, also in Nintendo news, some details on Pokemon Go have been announced. Uh, your phone will vibrate when a Pokemon is nearby. blah blah we figured that would happen. Pokemon types can be tied to geographical locations, like water Pokemon being near water. Uh, but they talked about some of the gyms, gym stuff that, that uh, you can experience playing Pokemon Go. Uh, and I'll read the quote. Uh, at a certain point in the game, you'll be asked to join one of three gyms. Once you join a team, you'll gain the ability to assign Pokemon you've caught to empty gym locations or to a location where a team member has placed one of his or her Pokemon. Like Pokestops, gyms can be found at real locations in the world. Each player can place only one Pokemon at a particular gym, so you're encouraged to work with others on the team to build up a strong defense. If a gym is already claimed by another team, you can challenge that gym Using your own Pokemon. Using the Pokemon you've caught, engage in battle with the defending Pokemon at the gym to claim control. Can they use real-life gyms for this to be happening? Because I think that would be a funny mix. <laughs> like a... 
like a, an actual like your gym would have yeah. Pokemon stored at it. Just a bunch of people running it. in to claim it. <laughs> like Planet Fitness has a Pokemon <clears throat> Go corner. Yeah, where you have to go in, and <laughs> that'd be the only way I'd set foot in a gym. That would be <laughs> for, incredible for Pokemon Go. That would that would be funny though because they could have their Pokemon thing uh, and try and sell the nerds that come in gym memberships. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're looking a little out of shape. You can you know join our gym and we'll ten dollars a month. We'll get you buff. We, we'll make it really hard. Bar. We'll make it really hard to cancel too. Yep. If we they can do that, sell them the membership and have like you can farm unlimited amount of Articuno here. Mm-hmm. I like it. There you go. Business idea. We did predict <laughs> this was going to happen, by the way. Yep. Um, oh, I wish we had the episode. Tito Tito called it up for us, which we still... Tito, we didn't forget. We still owe you a game or games. We just haven't been able to get organized enough to get our list together. But maybe I'll after this podcast, I'll send you my uh, extra games that I have, Corey. We'll get in contact with Tito. But we did predict Pokemon Go. Was it a a year and like almost two years before it was announced? Yeah, yeah, something like that. So I'll have to I'll have to dig up the episode. Didn't win us any fame. <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> Interesting though. Interesting. Probably because a million other people had the idea. I don't know. It was pretty specific. You're right. It was very specific. We had everything down to the T. Yep. But anyway, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to Pokemon Go. Apparently, they're going to be, be begin testing in Japan uh, sometime this year, or like early this year, um, and then it'll have its worldwide world worldwide release sometime in 2016. So that'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I will buy the wristband and everything. Yeah, I'm going full on Pokemon Go. Are you going to cosplay as Ash? No, no cosplay. I'm too lazy for cosplay. You'd look good in uh, Ash. Cosplay. I don't know that I would. I would be a good Ash. There's probably a, co- a character that I would be similar Brock. to, but Ash. No, because Brock is buff. Will would be Brock. Yeah, that's right. But I don't like rock Pokemon. That's true. You see all about rock Pokemon. Yeah, bro. Geo dude. Geo dude. Onyx. Geo bro. <laughs> So that's my nibble bits. Will, what do you got? Yakuza Zero is going to be coming to the Western Shores in early 2017, uh, Sega announced. They said that this game is going to be localized 100%. Um, I've never played a Yakuza game, so I don't know if they skimped on the localization of the past games. But this is a prequel set in the 1980s and lets the players see what Kiryu and Majima's lives were like as foot soldiers. Um, once again, I don't know anything about the Yakuza series, so this seems like maybe it'll be a good time to get into it. I played one of the Sorry. Yakuza games back in the day. It was good. Did you like Did you like it? Yeah. I don't remember it, but I remember enjoying it, What what I did play. Is it like... Sleeping Dogs and GTA? A little bit, but it's less open. It's more focused. Okay, so maybe I might like it a little bit more? Yeah. Huh. I know a lot of people really love the Yakuza series, so... Yeah. This is one that I will definitely be keeping my eye out for then. Mm-hmm. And my next one is Minecraft Story Mode 
uh, is releasing episode five, March 29th. I didn't know that they're that far along in the Minecraft story mode. Because isn't the five the last episode? Yeah, five usually? or six. I think Game of Thrones has six episodes. So it's in that in that area. Um, is there any interest in any of you guys of trying it? Nah. Just for science. Just for science. That's it. Uh, I know somebody who played it, and they sort of liked it. So, But they also like Minecraft, and I don't particularly like Minecraft that much. No, the couple times I played it, I, I couldn't really get into it. I like the idea of Minecraft. Um, yeah. But uh, it's a little too open-ended. I mm-hmm. You know, especially me. I like to play something with the story, for one. So. And I love building, but I get overwhelmed. Yeah, I only like to yes. build for a little bit. That's why one of the things I liked about Fallout is you could, you know, build stuff for a little bit, but then go out and and kill some raiders, you know. Yeah. Play some story missions. What I'm have pretty you. sure Eric and I have tried to play Minecraft like four different times since we started the podcast, and each time we'd build like a house and then call it good. Yeah. My son plays a little bit of Minecraft, and once he gets like into it, um, a little better with the controls and stuff, I'll probably play with him. But. Mm-hmm. You're going to show him up in the building aspect? Probably not. <laughs> You're going to blow up his buildings? <laughs> no, because then he would remember that his entire life. And then uh, when I'm least ex- complex. Yeah, when, well, no, when I'm least expecting it, he would get his revenge in another game we were playing. Yep. <laughs> you know, you delete your fire emblem ca- save. Karma. Yeah. You reap what you sow. He would pay me back. Could you imagine Max deleting Dan's fire emblem save because the end blew up his house? <laughs> yeah. Val would have to intervene, Dan. Yep. <laughs> um, and also, my last little bit is, you guys remember Don't Starve? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I love Don't Starve. Uh, <clears throat> another piece of DLC is leaving early access next week. Uh, it's the Shipwrecked one, which is, I covered it like months ago. I actually yeah. forgot about it until right now. Um, but it's launching Thursday, March 31st on the Windows, Mac, and Linux um but yeah it has to do with being out on the ocean and islands and giant fish attacking and stuff like that which is pretty cool hmm. i still want the easy mode i was just gonna say don't starve is one of those games that every now and again i think of it and i'm like i really i need to conquer don't starve at some uh-huh. point that is one that... and faster than light those are the yep. two absolutely i was just gonna say faster than light too i've never been able to beat that the thing with faster than light though is it's a lot shorter <clears throat> don't starve you can uh be building stuff for i mean i played don't starve for prop between the that's the game i played the most on my ps4 <clears throat> between the ps4 version and my computer version i probably put 60 70 hours into it um great game don't starve was probably also the best ps4 launch window game yeah i could uh, yeah i could see that I don't remember stuff. us really playing anything other than Don't Starve for the first, like, two months. Uh, Black Flag was good. Oh, yeah. The pirate, par- the pirate parts of the game were good. Were fantastic. I'm sorry, Black, I'm sorry, Black Flag. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Well, it was still, it was, you know, that's back when it was still Ass Creed instead of <laughs> Assassin's true. Creed. And I fought with the controls as much as I fought with the Templars. The <laughs> that's all the no-bits I had, though, Dan. Okay. How was your week, Will? Uh, it's good. I've been on spring break, but, uh, I've just been working all week and whatnot and 
putting off having to do the load of homework that I have to do. Um, I'm trying to think if I've done anything fun. Nope, nothing fun. Cool. Nothing fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it for me, I guess. How about you, Corey? Uh, just a couple little things. I uh, am back outside at work, back to tending grounds, which is a real, real good feeling. Yeah. Uh, back to eight hours of podcasts. Nice. Every day. It's That's like, nice. it's such a good feeling. It's like going back and I feel like I've been like traveling somewhere and I like finally feel home again. You know what I mean? That's it's such a weird feeling, like tuning in and hearing all your, like your old friends talking again. It's That's great. what I miss most about, uh, you know, for lack of employment, but you know, my, my previous employment yeah. Because I would listen to eight hours of podcasts or and or audiobooks every single day. Yep. Uh, I missed that so much because there's just not a good time for me to like listen to podcasts or audiobooks anymore, really. So, and I, groundskeeping I is the perfect mm-hmm. pairing job for yep. podcasts totally. because it's just mindless enough that you can focus on the podcast. Yep. It's great. Mm-hmm. I love Maybe it. we should become farmers. Yeah, that'd be all right. We've got experience. Yeah, right. Stardew Valley. I could grow a crop or two. I don't know if that would translate well. I always wonder if, like, if you got really good at something like uh, Truck Simulator, if that would count, like, you know, when you were getting hired. even Like, if you had the full setup with the steering wheel and stuff. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> well, at least, uh, you know, maybe maybe not uh, like like an employer looking at your – uh, Euro truck simulator experience and saying, "Yeah, we'll hire you," but maybe it helping you, uh, you know, when you when you're taking your your certification Michael, tests. I wonder if you could just say, like, "Oh yeah, I've driven for name your fictional company from <laughs> Truck Simulator for you know ten years, do done this many deliveries for this much money, log this many miles, log this many miles." You just better hope they don't look into it. Yeah, well, those kind of jobs you have to get. You have to have the license. Yeah, so. certifications and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. But I wonder if it would help with that, you know, with uh, the experience of driving a big truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I, I every time I get a new phone, uh, I challenge myself on my podcast because at one point, like at the height of my podcast listening, uh, back on the golf course days six years ago at this point, uh, I was listening to regularly 37 podcasts. Wow. Holy crap. And I'd listen to them at two times speed. That's how I get through so many in a day. Wow. Uh, I don't do that anymore. And part of the reason I don't do that is because when I'd get home from work, I'd like talk to my girlfriend and I'd be talking like 100 miles per hour <laughs> just because I, that's how to... I've been hearing people yeah. talk all day. Uh-huh. <laughs> and without fail, she'd be like, you need to slow down when you talk. All right, I'm sorry. Nice. <laughs> uh, but I, I back to the Dan Carlins. Yeah. Uh, I like his common sense and the hardcore history. Uh, what's the new? What's the new hardcore Kings. history about? It's about the Persian Empire. <sighs> yeah. Damn it. Yeah. What he calls the greatest empire of all time. Really? Yeah. Even above the Roman Empire? Uh, for different reasons. Oh. Maybe you know the Roman was the most expansive. Yeah. Or whatever. But uh, yeah, uh, it's really interesting because and he points this out is what Westerners know of the Persian Empire. Very uh, little. They learned from the story of the 300. Uh-huh. 
you know, the Spartan yep. battle. Thermopylae. Yeah, kind of makes the Persians look bad, but I guess uh, that doesn't really tell the whole story. That's what Dan Carlin aims to do. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's good. I actually listened to, I know Eric listens to it and has been recommending it for a long time, his podcast beyond IGN's PlayStation-specific podcast? I don't know. Is, I think it, so. is it PlayStation-specific? They, they have yeah. one for each. They have one for PlayStation, one for Xbox, one for PC, and one for Nintendo. Uh, podcast Beyond <laughs> is really good. Uh, I really like it. Yeah. They stay on point. Um, good, good stuff. It was only an hour long. That was nice. I guess it was a shorter episode for them. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I tried that out for the first time. I tried a, a couple other video game podcasts that I'd never listened to before. I wasn't a huge fan of. Um but it's just nice to be able to listen to video game chatter all day while I'm working. It's yep. great. So there's that. I watched a movie I had never heard of uh, until I watched it. It's called Predestination. Mm-hmm. It's an Ethan Hawke movie, huh. and it's one of those mind-bending, time travel stories. Uh, Ethan Hawke plays a temporal agent who goes back in time to stop bad things from happening. And the one he's supposed to do is he the the one the movie starts with is he's supposed to stop the fizzle bomber who ends up killing eleven thousand people in New York City. So he's going back in time to stop that tragedy from happening. Hmm. But it's way more bizarre than that. That's like the Hollywood version of the story. Uh, right. This is the other really super interesting version of the story. <laughs> really crazy movie, and when it, it was one of those that when it was over with me and my girlfriend talked about it for like an hour just trying to figure everything out nice. uh, I actually went online and like look, look stuff up mm-hmm. so I definitely recommend Predestination it wasn't too huge I only found out about it because I googled uh, like best sci-fi and fantasy movies of 2015 Cool. Uh, and that was on the list and I had again I had never even heard of it mm-hmm. but I, I do recommend it especially if you like movies like uh, oh shoot what's the primer it's the one about the guys that build the time machine in the storage space. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple others I can't think of off the top of my head, but uh, Inception, I guess, Inception would be the good. most popular example. Uh, so check that out. I also started watching, actually a couple weeks ago, started watching the show Love on Netflix. It's really good. It's a Judd, Judd Apatow, um, and then the stars are, they're not super famous, but Jillian Jacobs and uh paul rust it's about people who young i think they're like 30 about around 30 uh people living in california the one is a paul rust character is a tutor for young celebrities uh there's some funny bits there but it's just it's one of those shows that doesn't really have a plot things just kind of happen throughout the episode Mm -hmm. but they're really interesting it's a comedy really interesting and the guy uh the paul rust character is a huge dork but also like very normal like has a lot of friends and goes out and stuff like that but he's very polite and just like dorky and that's really funny and he meets this girl who has had trouble with relationships and she's kind of messed up and just their interactions are really good so definitely watch love Mm -hmm. on netflix will i think you'd like it dan i think you'd like it uh, I think Eric. I told Eric to watch it. I think he'd like it. Uh-huh. Love, you say? Love. Gotcha. Okay. First episode was a little bit slow, but after that, it really comes in to its own. I'll check it out. It's uh, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's Judd Apatow humor, but yeah, sounds good. 
Anything else, Corey? Not really. It's been kind of a lame week. Yeah. So. Okay. I got a couple things. We finally finished the Harry Potter movies. Hey. Nice. Yeah. I don't know where we left off last time. I, I, I think Half-Blood Prince yeah. I watched, and then we watched the two parts of the Deathly Hallows. Um, I really liked all the Harry Potter movies. I know you said you kind of didn't like them as much towards the end, Corey. No, that those last two. You didn't like Ugh. them? Weren't they just like running for like 45 minutes? Yeah, there was a lot of a uh, lot a lot of traveling and running around and stuff, but <clears throat> uh, I really liked the action sequences, especially in the very last one. Uh, I thought they were really well done. Uh the <clears throat> I thought they were a little bit predictable. I kind of predicted some of the major plot points towards the end of the end of the things. Uh maybe even like three quarters of the way through the through the eight movies or whatever but uh i i thoroughly enjoyed all of them i i think my favorite was is still prisoner of azkaban though i'd have to say that's my favorite which one is that one is that like two three three or four i don't remember now but yeah i i'm glad i watched them i was kind of anti anti harry potter when i was younger because it was, uh, they came out kind of the same time as the Lord of the Rings movies, and I was a big Lord of the Rings fan. So, uh, whenever Harry Potter won all the awards and stuff, I would get salty, like like one does. Um, Dan got butt hurt. <laughs> but I, I, you know, as a grown up adult, I I did enjoy them. So, yeah. I thought they were good. Come on, Dan. Like I said, a little bit predictable, but but good. Mm. I think my favorite character was Luna. Luna Lovegood. Oh, the blonde. Yeah. Little, little, blonde. little spaced out. Yeah. She was really good. But... Isn't that Harry Potter's lady? No, or... his is Ginny. Ginny. Ginny okay. Weasley. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah, wow, guys. <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet. I think even the... What's me? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Harry Potter, Clash Royale. Well... What's next? Can we just talk Clash Royale so I can fight with Corey? No, we'll save it for next week. <clears throat> we'll have his one sentence, and then we'll we'll leave it at that. I don't really have much to say about Clash Royale. I just, yeah, we can we can we'll talk about it next week. Uh, the only other thing I did, uh, and I don't know why I didn't do this before, but I set I reset up my Razor Nostromo. I don't know if you guys remember me talking about that, but it's the left-handed like palm controller. Uh, it's so you can use that instead of a keyboard. Hmm. I don't know why I didn't do that because when I sit, when I play games, even on my computer, like I lean back in my chair, I turn kind of sideways and I put my feet on the couch next to me and it's really, really comfortable. Um, and I was just putting my keyboard on my lap, but the Razer Nostromo is like just a little bit bigger than my hand. So I just put that on my left leg instead of having my whole keyboard on my lap sliding around and stuff. It's great. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Especially for Stardew Valley, like. I'm going to have to remap the controls a little bit when I play the division with it uh, because the division has a lot of buttons. So I'm going to have to move some stuff around, but uh, it's nice. It's very responsive. I like it. I uh, The only the game I really used it a ton for was Guild Wars 2. Uh, particular, oh, that's right. Particularly for, oh, yeah. for playing uh, the world versus world and player versus player. Because all the buttons were, like, right there. And I had, like, muscle memory down to a T on it. Because uh, I have fat, stubby fingers, and I can't stretch them too far on the keyboard. 
so everything's right there, you know, on my Razer Nostromo. But that's the only other thing I have going on or had going on this week. It's been kind of a dull week for for me too. So uh, let's get into what we played, shall we? Yeah. All right. Uh, should we talk about the division first? Okay. Yeah, let's talk about the division. Thanks uh, for leaving me behind, guys. How f- it's your own fault. What level is your guy? He's 11, and I tried to do a mission, and I got the floor wiped with me. Yeah, we tried to group up. Was it Saturday night? Yep. Uh, I was, Will was 11. I was maybe 12. Uh, Corey was 16 and had really good gear, so we tried doing some uh, doing some missions together, but me and Will weren't doing any damage to the guy, so it was pretty much Corey on his own. Uh, but at the same time, there was also three people, so the enemies were harder. Uh, so we we didn't end up playing together for very long. Me and Will played for what, another hour after that, or hour and a half, maybe. Yeah. Well, Eric, yeah, Eric had said that this would be the case. Uh, we kind of did it anyway. But yeah, you guys couldn't do any damage. Um, one of two things happened because we we did the we tried the mission on hard too yeah. and just got demolished. We couldn't do anything. Yeah. But when we did the regular missions, you guys couldn't do any damage, and everything was really easy for me to kill. So it was right. super boring for you guys. And kind of boring for me because everything was just too easy. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't too much fun. And at a certain point, I was just like, all right, I'll just let you guys, you know, you probably have more fun without me. So I went and did my own thing for a while. Yeah. That That's something they definitely need to fix. There's no reason why you that, that it wouldn't be able to scale, you know, better for, for, you know, even if you scaled down to our level, like we were yeah. two, two characters that were the same level, it should scale to the group leader. Uh, and yeah. it can only scale down, you know. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, there's no reason for that, I don't think. I don't know. I don't know why uh, they did it the way they, they did it. I, I don't know how that works. Yeah. Even if it's just for the story missions, you know, the yeah. downscaling and everything else can be whatever. But yeah. But th- doing that, I had a really good experience in the Dark Zone after I left you guys, mm-hmm. which I briefly told you about. Yeah. Uh, I went into the Dark Zone, level 16, I was also rank 16 and dark zone rank 16 uh-huh. uh and i was at the extraction point on the roof just kind of hanging out waiting for rogues and stuff to pop up and these guys came up and they were talking to each other but i could obviously hear them i don't know if they didn't know that i could hear them but they're like oh let's kill him let's just kill him he's by himself i didn't even have any gear on me yeah this is what bothered me about it <laughs> and there was four of them uh, so after they extract their goods, which I helped them do cause there were NPCs on the roof. I was helping them fend them off, mm. uh, while they extracted their gear, they killed me and it dropped me down to dark zone rank 15 or something, which I didn't really care about, but it was just the fact that I had no gear. Like I had, there was no they, reason for them to kill me. They murdered you in cold blood. They did. And they had planned it. It was premeditated and they mm. were happy about it. Uh, it was, how old were they? Like 15? I couldn't tell. They sounded a little bit older, but you never really know. Uh, it was kind of a firefight, though, because I, once I f- knew they were going to try and kill me, I ran away a little bit. So this one guy ended up chasing me down an alley, and we were going back and forth. And I actually almost had him killed, but then somebody else came up behind me on their squad and, and killed me. Uh, so I needed to get my revenge, and they were still rogue, so I knew I had a pretty good shot at it. And I have a really good marksman rifle for my level. So I climbed up on one of the nearby buildings, all the way up, 
So it gave me a real nice vantage point of that roof that they were all on as rogues, like waiting to extract stuff. And there were other player characters that had come to try and kill them, but they were just whooping everybody. Because, uh, again, there was four of them, and that was... I don't know what the Dark Zone is like now. This was a few days ago, but there's just, it's not too populated at this point. Uh, and I don't know. We were playing late on Saturday night, too, wasn't it kind of late? Yeah. But, anyway, uh, I got this real good vantage point, which, incidentally, had no cover. I don't know if you guys know what, the spot that I'm specifically that I'm talking about. No. But you're just, like, standing up on this roof without any cover. Uh, and zoomed in with my marksman rifle and waited for NPCs to spawn around them, as they do on that roof. Uh, and then once they engaged a little bit with the NPCs, uh, on one side, I was firing shots at them from the other side. Nice. So <laughs> the first guy I killed was the guy that killed me. Uh, it only took a few headshots. And at no point did they know where I was shooting them from. Awesome. It was such a rewarding feeling. I ended up killing all four of them. Uh, yeah. boosted me up to Dark Zone rank 17 after being down in 15. Wow. And, uh, it was a really, really nice feeling because they knew that I had killed them because it tells you. Yeah. Got your bitch. Yeah. And that's what I love about the Dark Zone. Because yep. <laughs> I was throwing sticky bombs over there and just like, because they were trying to get behind cover for the non-player characters. Yeah. And I had perfect view of their heads and i was just hitting them with headshots because they're all purple guys too you can't leave yourself exposed to them they'll kill you really quickly yep so that's awesome worked out nicely it's a good uh good lesson for solo dark zone players you know yep. you're getting bullied around wait use for your NPCs. opportunity use the npcs to your advantage and yeah like pick a pick a good spot i'm not even sure they knew that spot was there yeah uh so after that happened i got a little overzealous <laughs> And started uh, hitting non-player characters that weren't rogue, so I would become rogue. Uh-huh. Uh, but I got killed pretty quick after yeah. that. So nice. Yep, but you it was big really head, fun. Yeah, still really fun though. I, I, I adore that game, and I haven't been playing it because I wanted you guys to catch up so we could play together. I'm caught up. I hit 16 last night, I think. Nice. So, are you still 16 or are you 17 now? Still 16. No, okay. I, haven't, I haven't done any anything. Other than some Dark Zone stuff. Okay. Um, but we'll, we'll I can play tomorrow and Saturday night. Okay. So just throwing that out there. I'm in. I'm in. Will, you got to get caught up. It's too hard for me to do it alone. It's not hard. I've been playing alone. I, I get destroyed every What level are you? I'm 11. You could hit level 16 in like two hours. I keep dying. Just do story missions. Upgrade your equipment. That's what I've been doing. I'd have good equipment. Mm. Yeah, I haven't had any issues. Do the matchmaking. Do it in a group. Yeah, I guess. That's, that's what I did. I just blitzed through all the story missions. I'm also collecting all the all the echoes and cell phones and. See, I don't enjoy doing that alone. Really, what? the collecting stuff. Yeah, and like doing the the JTF or whatever encounters, like and the other stuff like that, the hostage stuff. Like, I don't enjoy doing that alone unless I'm with somebody. Yeah. So, like, I could do that to gain some levels, but I get bored really quickly. And then when I do the main story missions, I just keep dying. Mm. It's not like my equipment's bad. My equipment's not know. very good. I only, I mean I only have blue pieces and green pieces. 
even this like because I've I've spent a little bit of time in the in the dark zone. I think I'm dark zone rank eleven, maybe. Um, I haven't done any grouping. It's all been it's all been solo. Um, I waxed two rogue agents on my own. Nice, which is nice, nice feeling. One yeah. of them it was two, and the uh, one of them got got killed by the NPC, but I snuck up on the other guy and shot him from from behind. I know it's kind of cowardly, but no, that's what you I'd rather do. do that than die. You know, yeah. Um, but it, like because I play solo, whenever I go to uh, you know extract my my gear that I've collected, it's always a weird kind of a weird standoff because you don't know if the people around you are in a group and waiting to ambush you like like they did you, Corey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but luckily I've had good experiences with people, you know. Uh, I don't know, like I said, if they're in a group or not, but people not killing me when I'm going to have my gear extracted. I even had one guy, the, the first time I went into the dark zone, I was going to extract gear. When I went up to the extraction point, the guy, you know, said over his mic, he's like, fr- friendly, we're all friendly here, so... Go ahead and extract your gear if you need to. So that was a nice, a nice heads up. The other people just never said anything, right? So, but it's it's still tense because he could have just been saying friendly, yeah, and then they could have just shot me as soon as I, you know, let yeah. my let my guard down. So even even like when you're in that situation, it's still nerve wracking, you know. Yep. Because they could still kill you and take your stuff, and they there don't are know no if you... repercussions for lying in video games. Exactly. And you know they don't know if I have. I may have like a purple piece of gear. You know they have no idea. No, they had no idea of knowing that my stuff was only blue and green, not mm-hmm. not nothing great. But yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see how the dark zone stuff all plays out because I've really enjoyed my time with it too. Even playing mm-hmm. as a solo player, it's been fun. I just want to get in a get in a posse, like <laughs> hang out in the sewers and just. Apparently with the salt people. Yeah, apparently with the most recent update they made it better for going rogue. Like the the experience benefits are are better now That's than good. they were. So cuz I'd like to try it. Yeah. Just uh ambush somebody and or a group of somebody's gank them. Yeah. Just for shits and giggles. You know? Absolutely. Uh but yeah, Absolutely. I I still I still love the division. I'm, I I having a lot of fun with it. So even playing by myself, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying the story stuff. All the story missions have been, have been good and fun. Uh, and it's got a lot of collectibles, which I like to do, uh, which fill you in on story stuff, which was my primary complaint about destiny. When it came out, uh, there wasn't a lot of incentive for you to explore the map because there wasn't that stuff laying around. There's a couple chests here and there, but other than that was just bad guys. Like that was my, my primary complaint with that game. So, and there's also a difference between the mindless collectibles and then the collectibles, like you said, that fill yeah. you in on bits of story. Yeah, which I think is definitely the way to do it. Like mm-hmm. you need to be rewarded for doing that stuff. Yeah, and a lot of the stories are really interesting that they have in the in the side the the collectible stuff. Yeah, um, and there's some really good Easter eggs. I, there's a Shaun of the Dead Easter egg on one of them that I laughed for probably five minutes about to myself. What was it? You got red on you. No, it was, uh, what's the matter? You never used taking a shortcut before and, and trying to jump over the fence and breaking it. Uh, literally laughed for five minutes about that. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. Cause it was unexpected. Like I didn't, you know, I was like, Hey, that's perfect. So good game. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. 
Uh, any other thoughts on the division? Nope. Okay. All right, Corey. What else did you play? Is Will still here? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> hey, Will. He's playing Whoa. Clash Royale. Are you playing Clash Royale or Stardew Valley? Uh, Stardew Valley, but I'm looking at hockey scores. Oh. I better do I'm that. I'm paying too. attention. I was just, I, you guys left me in the dust, so. That's not true. That's true. Well, anyway, I played a game called The Flame and the Flood. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys ever use Open Critic? No, no. It's like Metacritic, but it's for video games. And uh, I kind of follow. I kind of check in there every other day or so. Uh, and the Flame and the Flood was a game that had pretty good reviews on the Open Critic thing. So I figured I'd check it out. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, it's a roguelike survival game, and it's set in a. I think the correct terminology is a post-societal America and there was evidently a terrible flood and you play this character named Scout who is floating down a river on a raft and you're stopping off at various locations, various islands and, and stuff along this river to what end I don't know, the game opens and a dog drags you a backpack with some goodies in it um, and I guess the the gameplay part of it is just managing four bars one for health or one for hunger one for thirst one for warmth and one for rest um so that's the survival aspect of it and uh there's a lot of crafting and that kind of stuff it has a really good soundtrack it's sort of if you've seen the movie into the wild it's sort of got that like eddie vetter into the wild uh folk rock kind of thing going on which pairs really well when you're floating down the river on a raft. <laughs> um, the first, my first playthrough, I got attacked by a wolf uh, and got lacerations on myself. And if you don't take care of your lacerations, they fester and you can die, which happened to me. The second time, I got mauled by a boar, a wild <laughs> boar. Uh, and got broken bones. Like I think I gave me three broken bones, and I only had one splint, which you have to craft. Like King Robert. You scavenge. Yep. <laughs> uh, I guess so. So I could only fix <laughs> one of my broken bones, uh, and the other ones ended up killing me. Uh, it's the, the most difficult part of the game is the inventory management stuff. There aren't too many items in the game, but you don't have a lot of space, and the best thing to do is craft stuff that you need, because uh, you don't know when you're going to come across it again. Because you're constantly getting off on these islands, checking out what's in them. Uh, sometimes, like, there's a bait shop or something, and it's got bait stuff for fishing. And you can also use the shop as a shelter to sleep in overnight. Uh, sometimes it's a campground, which has flint, so you can make a fire. Uh, you can also build a campfire on on ground and cook stuff there. Uh, but you're constantly managing your four bars trying to keep those up but i didn't really have too much of an issue keeping those up as long as something didn't go wrong yeah and a lot of times that was <clears throat> getting attacked by a beast that i just couldn't handle at the time mm -hmm. uh and there was one playthrough where i just couldn't find any flint and i finally got to a place that had flint but there was a wolf there and i couldn't get past the wolf so the wolf killed me and took me out and I don't know. There's a whole raft management aspect to it in that you can upgrade your raft, which I hope gives you more storage space because you can store some stuff on your raft. Mm -hmm. um, but when you're 
gliding down the river, if you hit obstacles, your raft takes damage, which you need to repair. Um, but you have to find lumber and nuts and bolts to repair it. Uh, I guess Don't Starve would be an apt comparison, except in this one you're constantly on the go. Rather than building up a structure to live in, you're just kind of constantly on the move. Right. But I did read... I don't know if you saw, I think it was a Kotaku article this week about <coughs> survival games and how the game Stalker solved the survival game problem I've, years ago. I've heard great things about Stalker. Well, I'm going to play it now. I'm going to buy it. Yeah, it. I've heard great things about it. So uh, I've been I guess wanting it was to one try of those it. games that when it came out had a lot of issues, but just as time went on, got better and better and better. Yeah. Um, because one of the issues I have with survival games is that I don't like the idea of like my experience with the game being just being able to find what I need because that is very stressful. Yeah. Uh, but I guess what Stalker does is everything you need you can is in front of you. It's being able to get to it is the is the puzzle part of it, like the fun aspect to it. Um, which I think I would enjoy, and I, I'm going to try Stalker for sure. Yeah, yeah, I've heard great things. I've actually recently put it on my Steam wish list. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like the Flame in the Flood. It, it does have that survival game thing going on, uh, <coughs> which I love and hate. Yeah. So, but it does have a good style, and it is pretty pretty addictive. I played about five hours straight of it. Nice. The night I played, uh, I'll probably check back with it a couple times. Um, I spent forever trying to find a workshop, which is where you go to upgrade your tools, and with upgraded tools is what you use to make your better equipment. Uh, and I just never found one until like my last playthrough. I guess you have to get to a certain point in the game because early on you're just sort of in the wilderness, and then eventually you get to like city structures. And I don't know what the end game is. Uh, I haven't gotten that far. But. Yeah, it's an interesting game. Lots to, lot to uncover. I'll look into it. I think you might like it, Dan. I've heard good, good things about that game too from from other people. Yep. Okay. Cool. Let's check it out. Anything else, Corey? No. All right. What do you got, Will? Clash Royale. One sentence, right? One sentence. Okay. I have never liked but hated a game as much as clash royale gotcha okay and that's all i have to say about that yeah we're gonna talk we're gonna do a mobile game episode next week so um we'll, we'll be talking about clash royale change oh, it, change okay. it up a little bit right what first ever mobile game i think episode? so i think so we haven't done any other mobile games have we mobile mobile uh i don't think so yeah I mean, I haven't played very many of them, so. It's usually Corey or me. Yeah. Okay. Dan, what's your one sentence? I have one word. Aggravating. (laughs) Sounds like a great mobile game. (laughs) We'll talk about it next week. Um... Other than that, I uh, honestly just been playing Stardew Valley mm-hmm. uh, and Clash Royale, and we talked about Stardew Valley for the main segment. So I honestly have got nothing. Okay, 
I've also been playing Fire Fire Emblem here and there when I get the opportunity. How um, you liking Birthright? It's good. Um, you, it's definitely you liking it more. I don't know about more. I think uh, I I think the it it's not as stressful. No, not which at is all, not right? necessarily a good good thing. Um, I've had a lot easier time with the battles, um, but I, I like the story aspect of it. Um, but it doesn't. It definitely doesn't make you think like Conquest does. No, no. Um, is that because like you're not fighting for the enemy? Basically? No, no. It's just because the because of the difficulty of it. Like you don't have to like dig deep into your strategic backpack oh, okay. to come out with some crazy crazy strategy or or have the the situation where. Uh, if you don't get a, a critical hit on an attack, you're gonna lose a couple guys. You know, I haven't had that to yeah. those those situations like I did. Even at the beginning of of conquest, I was running into that sort of stuff. Um, but I haven't haven't had that birthright because you can grind. Um, you know, you can make sure your characters are leveled up and have the the good relationships between them, um, balanced relationships. So, yeah, in, in a sense, it is more enjoyable in that way. Um, but that's definitely not the challenge that conquest was. Yeah. So, um, so you, would you, you, would you say you have one that you prefer more or not yet? Um, I mean, I probably would prefer conquest to be quite honest thus far. I mean, I'm only about halfway through birthright. Um, but yeah, I mean just the stress of conquest and you know, not necessarily a bad stress. It was a good stress in a way, I guess. Yeah, but I I, I also don't feel comfortable fully evaluating birthright uh, only being about halfway through. So, gotcha. Um, are you gonna go right to Revelations after? Um, it depends on on when I finish birthright. Uh, because April is kind of packed, especially starting mid month. So I. It you know if I can finish birthright in the next like week or so I might get revelations right away but otherwise I'll just probably wait until th- what things slow down a little bit. What was the last uh, main story chapter you did? It was remember? yeah the one at the theater. Okay. Which I, it might not even I don't think it's quite halfway through. It's a... what that's the one you have to escape right? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And you can attack gear on if you want i but it's a bad idea i wasn't sure how strong he was <laughs> he's very strong yeah i did it on accident actually he attacked one of my units that wandered a little too close uh luckily I, it was paired with someone else and you get the auto block yeah which was nice what unit was it it was two uh pegasus units flying units uh so it was Subaki, probably i, I have and... i have four i think i have four flying units or three flying units i'm not sure which ones it was gotcha uh, uh did you choose a male or a female for the birthright female female yep who you eyeing to marry i don't know nobody yet it's too it's a little too early as gotcha. i said i'm just trying to get a balance right now i don't have any characters that are even really close to getting married mm-hmm. because i'm balancing everybody out and not being forced to stick units together just because they have familiarity with each other. Yeah. That makes it easier because in any situation, you'll all be ready to yep. pair up with whoever. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, anything else, Will? Mm, not really. Okay. Uh, shall we get into feedback? Sure. Feedback it is. Uh, this is feedback from Tito. He says, Tito from LA here. Really been enjoying the division. My cousin finally bought the game and we've been leveling up together. I really appreciate a lot of the little moments in the game. And I saw some that Eric posted on his Xbox One feed, like a civilian finding a piano and playing it on the street. Some notable moments for me. One, I was in a firefight in the streets at night and I saw someone in the window and thought it was a sniper. It turned out to be a civilian who was peeing outside the window wondering what the hell was going out, out going on outside. I thought that was so cool. Uh, number two, I was running down the street with a list, with listener Derek, and all of a sudden a body landed right next to me. Either someone committed suicide, was thrown out of a building by a gang, or an awesome mood-setting bug that I uh, I had that reminded me how dark this game can get. Uh, and then he said, my personal favorite, number three, my personal favorite, while going down on some scaffolding, I landed on the sidewalk and noticed some leaves blowing on the ground. They started blowing in a circle, and I realized a tiny wind tornado was going on in the corner of the street. I stood inside it and had a very American beauty moment. Uh, no plastic bag was was found floating around, though. Uh, but it was neat, nonetheless. It's a fun it's fun finding an apartment or building you can ransack abs of the environment. The rooms feel real, accurate to you, what you would think to find, uh, like in a clinic room or apartment room. Ubisoft Massive did a really good job with New York. It's a cool place to explore. Besides that, the bugs are numerous and extremely annoying. And friendly reminder, sign-ups for Rocket League Championships series starts tomorrow. Mm. So, we got Tito's email about that, right, Corey? Yeah. Did you check it uh, out? I don't know if Eric replied. I know I didn't reply. Okay. But I don't know if I should do it. You should. Absolutely. I, I feel like my taking up a spot would just stop someone else from playing you know i got you i think you should do it though i should do it why not it's not like we'll get past the first round anyway i'm eric you never know take offense <laughs> but if i do that then it's i don't know because then that puts pressure on me to practice and then all of a sudden I'm playing way too much Rocket League. And, and you hate it. And then I end up, we end up losing in the first round anyway. And then I have the 4 in February moment that I had last year. Like that feeling of failure <laughs> with nothing to show for it. Yeah. Except for way too much video games. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I don't feel like I learn anything by playing a ton of a video game and, you know, failing at a task i don't know it's weird yeah i got yeah i don't know i mean that's kind of why i never stick with one thing for too long yeah outside of a story game okay but the division stuff yeah yeah all that was the really cool american beauty reference yeah i'm every time i play that i pick up on something small some small little detail that they put into the game that makes it feel like such a convincing yeah. uh world it's, it's really unbelievable. Like you said, with the, the way the settings are done and everything, it just all feels very practical. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yep, they did a great job with the with the world and the division. And I even like the gameplay and stuff, so it's good. Uh, so thanks, Tito. This is from Idaho Jake, who says, Hello, fellas. Really enjoyed Dan being drunk and telling Corey to shut up every time he said something Dan didn't agree with. <laughs> I don't remember I that, remember. but... <laughs> 
It's all very. Oh yeah. It's all very vague. I forgot to talk about that. Yeah. Shut what, up, Corey. Did I say that? <laughs> yeah, all the time. It's so, funny. I went upstairs. I was in the one of those drunks that I didn't feel very drunk. Uh, but you know, I realized later that I was because I went upstairs. I talked to my wife for a little bit. And then I just, like, I laid down on the couch, and then all of a sudden I woke up at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, like, what the hell just happened? Mm-hmm. You know? It's weird. But anyway. Yep. Did you have a snack before you went to bed? I don't think so. I think I just had a big glass of water, and I took some Advil because I, I do that to prevent a hangover. And I didn't have a hangover the next day. I felt a little weird, like you do after after drinking. Uh, You know, a little strange, but that went away, like, probably around noon. I was, you know, normal. <laughs> We, uh, I hit the sauce pretty hard last night, which I never do during the week anymore just because I hate being hungover at work. Yeah. Uh, but it's sort of like a holiday time at yep. work this week, so there was quiet. I wasn't too worried about it. But we went to the Comets game and drank a bunch of Utica clubs, and the people we went with knew people who had, like, the club, access to the club in the auditorium, which is where the Utica Comets play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really cool because it's almost like a skybox. But because that arena is so small, it's like on the first level. <laughs> so you're like looking out right onto the ice. Nice. There's like a huge window that you're looking out <coughs> onto the ice. But there's a bar in there. And the people they knew who had this membership kept buying us drinks like over and over and over again. And I probably drank four more drinks than I wanted to. Uh, I didn't have to drive, thankfully. Uh-huh. But I was, I I was pretty drunk. It's hard uh, to turn down drinks, you know. Yeah, we well, don't want to be rude. You exactly. don't want to be that guy that's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Like, especially if everyone else is having fun, you don't want to yeah. be the guy that's like, you don't want to be a wet, <laughs> wet blanket. No, I'm gonna be responsible because then you look like a douchebag. Yep. Oh yeah, give me another. Give me another. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I woke up this morning and I had like sore mouth. And uh, I asked my girlfriend, and apparently we ate pizza rolls when we got home. And they were really hot. They were too hot. I guess I burned my mouth. <laughs> That's where that came from. And then uh, I was looking at her Snapchats today while I was at work, and there's one of me wrestling with the dog on the floor. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, drunk me is a pretty fun guy. Yeah. <laughs> Watching me wrestle with the dog. I wrestle with the dog also when I'm drunk. Yeah, I do it when fun. I'm not drunk, but. You know, it's 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 fun to te- tease the doggy a little they bit. They love it. Been drinking. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> or they're like, "Why is Dad harassing me?" <laughs> yep. Uh, booze. Yep. Uh, anyway, he says one thing uh, is Dan kept saying he couldn't leave a game unfinished, so I challenged him to finish Assassin's Creed Three. Do it. I'll do Please it. Please do. I'll do. I'll, you know, I'll I'll make that my goal um, over the summer. I'll I'll pl- play and beat Assassin's Creed Three. Be nice to revisit that one. Yeah, I have it on Steam. I've gotten a little bit better at uh, stealth games too, so that might uh, work out my bit. Uh, there's, you know, what I think there's a there's a Ubisoft sale right now uh, for uh, on Steam for the weekend, so maybe I'll just buy mm, it. Check it out. Yeah, you know what it I wanted to cheap. get and I forgot about it was the square enix surprise easter package yeah what was in that i don't know have they given it out yet couldn't tell you Mm. i just bought the this month this week week's humble bundle too uh which was a really good one the sega strategy games because one of the games that was on there is eastside hockey manager which i played hundreds of hours of the first one 
or not the first one, but I think it was Hockey Manager 2007, maybe. And this is the the most recent one uh, that I kind of don't want to start because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole of playing Eastside Hockey Manager again. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, the whole bundle I paid $12 for, and Eastside Hockey Manager alone, even on sale, is 10 I think, so it was, it was a steal. Got a bunch of other, uh, like, some of the Warhammer games are on there. Uh, Total War games are on there, so it was a really good Humble Bundle. Uh, but anyway... Uh, since I'm the only one still playing Fallout 4, I'll let you know what I think about Automatron. Uh, first thing, the story is short and a little easy, but my favorite parts are all the other stuff. They added a Tesla power armor, some pretty cool weapons and armor, new enemies such as Rust Devils and lots of new robots to fight. Of course, the best part is building a robot. There are about, there are about seven or more body parts to mod, like head, arms, hands, body, and legs. Then you get to pick what type they are, and each one has a unique style of armor, but the hands are for weapons. Uh, my robot it has a railroad gun on one hand and an automatic laser rifle on the other. I posted a pic of my robot on Twitter uh, if you'd like to see it, and if you have any questions, let me know. Now for question of the week. What is your favorite DLC of all time? For myself, I really like the Fallout 3 DLC. My favorite is The Pit. Thanks, guys, and get out of my email. Favorite DLC favorite dlc that's a good question why did my camera go all blurry okay um yeah i mean fallout 3 had some really solid dlc mm-hmm. um i really liked into the pit operation anchorage um all of them really i also like some of the mass effect 2 dlc mm-hmm. um especially the overlord one i think it was yeah <laughs> for me i think it was more. for me the the only one that that came to mind immediately that i absolutely loved was uh borderlands 2 captain scarlet and her pirate's booty mm-hmm. love that i because i love that whole game so that was one of my favorite pieces of dlc i don't gen- <clears throat> generally buy dlc anymore no that's i don't i'm trying to struggling to think of any time i bought and played dlc I still have to play through like all the Bioshock Infinite DLC Burial at Sea stuff because I, I have it. <clears throat> uh, it's the same thing with Shadows of Mordor. I, I've got I got all the DLC for that that I want to play. I just haven't haven't after I beat the game I moved on to the next thing. Yeah, the Skyrim DLC I played. Yeah, I don't even I didn't do that much with that one either. I played a, a few minutes of Dawn Guard. And just kind of moved on. I don't know. I like Don Guard. I just never play anything long enough. Yeah. I, I yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Like I'll play the story of a game, but after that, like once I finish the the main game, yeah. After I finish it, I kind of, especially now, move on to the next thing. Uh, if I was still playing games the way I did back in the day, I used to play them like inside and out multiple times. Um, I don't know. I really like all like, like the Crusader Kings two DLC is all really good. So I don't I don't even know if that counts. So it's not like a story add on or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've got I bought like the Civilization packs and yeah, stuff, which are good add ons. Yep. Yeah. So anyone else in the listening audience, let us know your favorite piece of DLC. 
That'll be our question of the month for April. Tito says in the chat, Lair of the Shadow Broker from Mass Effect 2. Yeah, that was that good. That one was really good, too. That was good. Or the Citadel from Mass Effect 3. I was listening <coughs> to the Mass Effect soundtrack earlier. So good. I think I'm going to play through those games again. Yeah, I keep saying I'm going to do a Mass Effect playthrough. I want to. I want to. Cause, I mean, one and two are on Steam, right? One and two are on Steam. Yep, three is Origin only. Figures. I have one and two on Steam, so you Can you port your save it. from Steam to Origin? Yeah. Yep. So I wouldn't need to buy anything. Who, does anybody have it on Origins? I do. I do. You do? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think I'll do that. I might start tonight. Yeah, I've had a hankering for Mass Effect. It's been, and they're not long compared to some of the stuff I've been playing. Like, 60 hours would probably get me into Mass Effect 3, you know? Yeah. So, and you, I wouldn't even probably spend that much time doing the extras. You know, I just mainline the... How can you do that? Main content. Because I've already done it all. I know, but I can't leave that stuff undone. I just can't. If you've done it in the before, why would you feel the need to do it again? As much as I dislike the Mako, I would spend all that time driving around on those planets with the Mako. God. I, I can't. Probably get mods and stuff. Yeah. The Easter surprise this year. I guess they did it last year. I didn't realize. Uh, Square Enix Easter surprise this year. Consisted of Final Fantasy VIII. Final Fantasy 13 2, Quantum Conundrum, Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition, Deus Ex Human Revolution Director's Cut, and coupons for 20% off Just Cause 3 and 20% off Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad considering it was only $10. The only game on that I actually I have is the the Deus Ex Director's Cut edition or whatever. That's the only one. I have I have Sleeping Dogs but not the Definitive Edition. Quantum Conundrum is a game I d- did not enjoy. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII, I mean, that's worth $10 right there. Yeah. It was only 10 bucks. Yeah. Jesus. Is that all done? Yep. Mm. You missed out. I did. Well, I guess people weren't happy with the one last year. They felt like they got snake bit. Yeah. It, that's the right it's, phrase. It's, it's, it's always hard with that sort of stuff. I, I, I want to do the Humble Monthly. Yeah, I know. Uh, Just but, wait until they have a bad one. Well, exactly. And uh, the problem is, like, a lot of times the games that they give away and those things I already have. Yeah. So. Yep. And I know, like, this month's Humble Bundle, it wasn't split up. Like, it was three different, the three different tiers were all together, so you couldn't just get the Steam key for, like, two out of the, two of the games that were on there. You had to get all of them, all of them at once. So, like, uh, what what was the game I had? already well i don't know one of the games i had already oh it was uh valkyria chronicles is is in this this month's humble or this week's humble bundle i already had it but i couldn't like separate that key from the rest of them it was just in uh in the whole pack so i essentially lost that extra key you know it would have been nice to add that to our games giveaway games list or yeah give it to one of you guys but couldn't I think that's all for feedback. Uh, Eric usually comes, compiles the feedback, but I didn't see anything on our Facebook. Uh, I read our stuff in our email, and I didn't. I don't believe there was anything on our Twitter. So, if I missed your feedback, just let me know and or let us know, and we'll we'll definitely read it next week. Um, any other thoughts? No. Nah. Nothing. 
Next week's episode is going to be on Clash Royale. Uh, it'll be our first mobile game that we cover. We wanted to wait. We, we thought about doing that this week, but we wanted to wait because Eric's been playing it too, uh, and he obviously wasn't on this week. He'll be back next week. So uh, we figured we'd wait till, to get his input on it too. Um, should be fun. I can't wait for it. Yeah. It may be the only time we cover a mobile game on on an episode. It's polarizing enough. Yeah. I think it'll be a little bit polarizing. Maybe there'll be an argument. Who knows? Corey. What? The mobile game expert. What? No, I, I, I don't I don't have too many thoughts on Clash Royale. Uh, I played it a little bit, uh, enough to realize I don't really have much of an interest in it. Mm-hmm. But, hey. Sure. All I can say is, I'm glad you guys are softening your stance on mobile games. That's all. Not really. Not really. This is just one of the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> See, that just baffles the mind. That somehow <laughs> this is the one that you guys are like, oh, yeah, mobile games. Good. This one's good. <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> this is real good. Uh, I actually really like uh, Lara, Lara Croft Go. Oh my god, there's so many like ones that are actually good and don't yeah. have the free the free to play bullshit going on. Yep. We'll talk about it next week. Crazy. We'll save it. Right. Save it. Yeah. Uh that'll do it for episode two forty four of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Corey. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement.